This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, it certainly has gone crazy, especially when we have a president that can't tell the truth at all. Zero, zip, nada. Nah. This is amazing. So Friday he did his little MAGA hate speech, and he talked about MAGAnomics too, which is pretty funny because if you spell out the acronym, it's Make America Great Again Economics. That doesn't sound bad, does it? No. <laughs> but apparently that's supposed to be evil. But uh, look, this guy's been lying his entire life. Biden got up there and forget the rest of the speech. He flat out lied when he said that after January 6th, it was very depressing for him to go to all the police officers' funerals that lost their lives. First of all, what? no police officer lost their lives January 6th. It's a flat-out lie. Yeah, where is he getting that? All of, and since when do you care about cops? And doesn't he realize that, like, it's, you know, we're, we're past 2020. Like, things are on tape now. Right. Joe, like, we, we have it on video so we can look back at it later. He said, Jill and I attended the funerals of police officers who died as a result of the events of that day. Really? Buddy, you ain't attended nothing but a beach afternoon. (laughs) Right? Brian Sicknick, the autopsy came out. He did not die from January 6th. He died of a stroke because of blockages. He had a heart attack January 7th. He would have had the heart attack any day now. Whether he was there or not. Because of the blockages he had in his veins. It had nothing to do with January 6th. It's an outright lie. Wow. And what's really scary about it is half this country doesn't know that. Oh, no. They believe what they read. And you'll get somebody that'll tune into the show and they'll hear that and they'll think I'm the one that's lying and I'm telling half-truths and I'm the conspiracy theorist and they'll write to my manager and, of course, the manager's got so many of them right now that he, she goes like, eh, whatever. So you keep writing those emails. But I mean, I'm trying to tell you stuff you're not going to hear on the air anywhere. It's not because it's untrue. It's because they don't want you to know. They're counting on a few things. They're counting on stupid people, gullible people, and people who don't try any other media but ABC, NBC, and CBS. That's what they're counting on. So here is Biden. If a man will lie about how his wife died to defame an innocent truck driver, what else would he not do? Delaware Judge Jerome Hurley, who investigated the crash, supports Hamill. He tells CBS News there was no indication that the truck driver had been drinking. Yeah, you see, Biden's wife died because of a truck driver. His first wife, yeah. Yeah, his first wife. But that had... It would, that was a complete lie. And that was years ago. This guy's been lying his whole career, 50 years in the Senate. This guy's a liar. He's a perennial liar. Didn't he, like, ruin the guy's life? Ruined his life. Destroyed his life. 
Just like they destroyed the life of the guy that had the Hunter Biden laptop. Mm-hmm. Destroyed his life. This is what they do. They hunt you down and destroy you if you have something that can incriminate, incriminate them in something bad they've done. Yeah, and, I mean, look at Hillary Clinton, same thing. And that's How what many they, of their AIDS just disappeared? That's what they do in third world countries. We are now a third world country, but uh, all the stuff you're hearing here is true. If he'll lie about how his son died and claim he died in Iraq, what else will he do? I, he yep. did. He claims his son died in Iraq. His son did not die in Iraq. His Oops. son died here. Of cancer, right? Yep. Didn't die in Iraq. But if you listen to one of his speeches, he'll tell you, well, you know, I can relate to all you veterans. I lost my son in Iraq. He'll flat out tell you a lie. No, he didn't. I say this as a father of a man who won the Broad Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. If he'll lie about his college records, what else will he do? I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class. If he'll steal a speech from a British politician and take it as his own on national campaign, what else will he do? My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania don't come up after 12 hours and play football. Eight hours underground and then come up and play football. Yeah, plagiarized. That's where Claudine Gay got it from. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. Now, here's the, here's the interesting part. So uh, this vile treasonous creep has lied to you again. And the media is still trying to claim that Sicknick, the police officer, Brian Sicknick, over January 6th, was bashed in the head with a fire extinguisher. Well, it turns out he wasn't. His own mother came forward since and said he was not hit on the head. He had a stroke the day after. We're not sure what exactly caused the stroke, but he had a stroke unrelated to January 6th. His own mother and Biden got up there Friday and lied right to your face and the media carried the water for him. Wow. That's the world we live in. Yeah, but unfortunately, it doesn't seem to do anything to help him in the polls. I feel like a lot of folks can still see through that and going, um, I know you're saying one thing, but we're looking at a completely different one like right. with our eyeballs. So I don't know where you're. All right, so it's staying on the January 6th topic. This is this is what happens when they hire mentally disturbed people to do the news. MSNBC. Oh, don't talk about our show like that. <laughs> MSNBC host Jonathan Capehart got weepy during a segment this weekend about January 6th. I mean, this is... I saw this. This is pathetic. Did he start crying? Yes. Yeah, this is so creepy. It's, it's just... I'm going to try to get through this. Um, thank you for what you did three years ago today. He's talking to a police officer there. Um, Please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. Uh, uh, I just gave myself a migraine rolling my eyes so hard. uh, I just thought to myself they got inside. And so I hide behind my door. In a building that's not the Capitol building. (laughs) This is so ridiculous. Like this. Like, I'm here. Across the street in another <laughs> Not building. Not even near there. And the bathroom door starts going like this. There's nobody there because she's in a different building. Like, the bathroom door's behind me, or rather in front of me, and I'm like this, and the door hinges right here. And I just hear, where is she? Which is probably somebody trying to warn her not to go across the street where the actual writing is going on. Where is she? And um, this was the moment where I thought everything 
was Come on. over. Okay. So that person who asked where she was and was demanding where she was ended up being a Capitol Police officer. Actually warning her not to go to the Capitol building. It's amazing. It's got, you, you just got it. I was in my office and I had to fashion a rudimentary uh, spear out of chopsticks from the break room. It was terrible. Uh, Calm down. The, the, just the, the sheer lack of any conscience whatsoever is is astounding. And the fact that they still call it an insurrection yeah. is beyond me. All, here's, yeah. When you have so many Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, that have said way worse, calling people to the streets, rise up, attack any Republican in a restaurant when you see them if they voted for Trump. Do you remember all that? Yep. Boo, Hickey? Yeah, Maxine Waters. Yeah. And then, uh, what's her name? Sheila Jackson. But th- Sheila Jackson Lee, sorry. But hey, think about this. Who is the he- most heavily armed segment of our population? What would you guess would that that would be? Are you talking about race? Yeah, well, just in general. What political lean? It would be oh. conservative, right? Right. You know, it's not by much because Democrats want to th- make you think they don't have any guns, but they do. They 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 want to have guns for themselves, but not you. Right. However, think about that. Conservatives, people who you know, MAGA people, MAGA maggots, whatever they want to call them, uh, heavily armed. Not one of them. Not one of them brought a gun and shot it at Capitol at the uh, January sixth riots. Not mm-hmm. one of them. So the most heavily armed part of our population goes to the Capitol building in an insurrection. They could have if they wanted to. And none of them are armed. Nobody shoots anybody. Uh-huh. But. But a Capitol Police service, Secret Service officer shoots and kills an unarmed uh, woman trying to get in through a window, which he shouldn't have done. But at the same time, unarmed woman with a Make America Great cap on her head shoots her and kills her, murder her. And that's okay. You know, he, he got a reward. He got an award. Especially considering you see the video of them letting people in other parts of the building. Yeah, Ashley like Babbitt. they're allowed to walk. Other people are walking by with like six cops just like going, oh, yeah, it's, uh, the hall's down that way. Yeah. Hands like hands folded across the stomach's not doing anything. Meanwhile, other side of the building, get back. Yeah. You know, it's killed her in cold blood, nothing. And uh, so and it's not an insurrection. It was never an insurrection. If you have any idea what an it go you could watch most movies where there's uh I, I'm Black Hawk down, I wonder if that's what there was one where an insurrection, they're all in black masks. I mean, you know, mostly black. It's very fashionable in the insurrectionist world. And they go in there with arms. They take over the building. They hold the leader, whoever that may be, uh, with a gun to her or his head and mm-hmm. tell him to read a statement. Now the new government is Chewbacca. And and that's an insurrection. Mm-hmm. Armed insurrection. They take over the government. They don't just leave after it's all over. Mm-hmm. They stay there. They run the country, you know, until the armed forces challenge them. And that's another story. So all this crap they're going to shovel in your head for the next year is going to be insurrection. These people, you know, who's really treasonous? Joe Biden. Mm. Think about it. He made 14 million right off the bat when he was vice president from the Chinese. Nobody's going after that, really. Republicans are not because they're just as bad. So I can keep going, but I'm not. All right, national debt, thirty-four trillion. But you know whose fault it is? It's not the Democrats' fault. Any reaction to the new data out of Treasury that the national debt has hit a record thirty-four trillion dollars? So yeah, um, if you look at uh, if you look at that data, uh, it's a trickle. There's a trickle-down debt. If you oh. think about it, oh, uh, Republican tax cuts are responsible about ninety percent of it. Uh, of the increase in the debt as a share of the economy over the last two decades, uh, excluding emergency spending. And so, as we know, you've heard me say this, you've heard the president speak to this, of what he 
he has done to certainly lower uh, lower the debt. He signed a legislation to lower uh, the deficit by one trillion dollars. Right when you think about the Inf- In- Inflation Reduction Act, that's going to lower prescription. Uh, okay, the Inflation Reduction Act was the opposite. It was the Inflation Increasing Act, and it also increased the debt by one point four trillion. Come on, man, really? Seriously? Seriously? I can't do it. No, you're going to hurt yourself. Little horse. All right. Now she talks about meganomics. Yeah. You know what? The GOP, (laughs) congressional Republicans, what they want to do is they want to continue with their meganomics. What they've proposed will add $3 trillion to the debt. That's... That's the numbers. You're a data guy. That's the numbers. That's what we have seen. She's referring to people getting tax cuts. God forbid they should give you back the money you earned, the money that at one time we did not owe them. We still don't really owe to them. They just steal it from you. Uh, correct. Yes, under a uh, penalty of prison. Yes, that's right. Your great-grandparents didn't pay a federal income tax, and neither did George Washington or Thomas Jefferson. The first federal income tax was implemented in 1861 during the Civil War. It was repealed in 1871, and when they tried to restore the income tax in 1894, it was taken to court and ruled unconstitutional. The American Revolution started over taxes. The Founding Fathers didn't want a federal income tax, which is why the Constitution made a federal income tax basically impossible to implement. But in 1913, they changed the Constitution with the 16th Amendment. Public supported the amendment because they were told that it would make the rich pay their fair share. Bam! Bam, they're still using that. Yeah. Mm. Wow, isn't that funny to hear that like that one phrase was thrown out 100 years ago and it worked and now they're like, do it again, do it again. <laughs> using envy to steal money from your pocket and you let them. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so um, I kind of agree with this woman. Florida woman is taking on Hershey's Corporation. You hear about this? What? No. Oh, is this the the pumpkin? Oh, yeah, misleading packaging on Reese's seasonal shaped chocolates. They God. have Halloween. They have football season. They have uh, Christmas. They have a few of those. I blame the person that got burnt by the McDonald's coffee and sued. I I blame them for the whole trickling of ox. I'll sue for anything. Well, this one I was like. I thought it was kind of silly. I was like funny and everything. But at the same time, I was thinking when I went to college, which Mm -hmm. was, you know, back when they they discovered fire at my college, uh, (laughs) uh, the uh, false advertising was a big deal. I remember taking Com Law and false advertising at that time was actually enforced. Yeah. So if you got on TV and said something did something and it didn't or did the opposite that they claimed, you would get sued and you would win. So I looked at this kind of silly thing and I was like, you know what, though? This is false advertising. I know it's crazy, but at the same time, if you don't stop the little things, the big things get bigger. So she's suing them for $5 million. It's a class action lawsuit. $5 million? Well, she doesn't get $5 million. She, Everybody gets about 5000 It's a class action lawsuit. People need a hobby or they need to like go get another job because if you're all coming together to sue about this, you got your priorities a little mixed up. Well, what it is on the cover of the Reese's Pieces, like for instance, the pumpkin pumpkin one is a holi- uh, pumpkin-shaped uh, chocolate bar, right? And there's cutouts for like the eyes of the pumpkin and the mouth of the pumpkin. It's and peanut you can, butter inside. You can see the peanut butter inside, but it's, it's looks a like face. a jack-o'-lantern. When you open it up, it's just a chocolate egg. There's no it's a chocolate pumpkin. Yeah, well, the, no, it's not even a pumpkin. It is. It's got the stem and everything, but it doesn't have the face cut out. I'm looking at it right All now. All right, the one I saw looks like an egg. Didn't see any stem in it and everything. That's what the lawsuit's about, and it extends out to all the other holiday packaging they've done. So it's false advertising. So I get it. <laughs> well, you get a lot of companies. The bat, like the, the bat doesn't have the cutouts either. It comes out and just looks like a bat. Well, wasn't there? A, there was a lawyer a while back, and like that's that became his shtick was suing corporations over like false advertising, like some of the um, 
Yeah, like the, a smoking smokehouse almonds. Yeah. Like he sued and won because these almonds have never touched a smokehouse. And it's like, you're uh, smoked with real smoky flavor. It's like, well, no, you never smoked them. I'm sorry. I'm all for that because you know how many, I got so many things in my cabinet in my garage that shines my car. You ever see those things? I'll, I'll give you a good, good example. Sheila Shine. You know, oh, stuff, yeah, I have Sheila Shine. You think, and you think it cleans your... You know, I've uh, had stainless some, steel. Spanish people are crazy about Sheila Shine. So my really? aunt uh, Estetta came over and she started shining everything. What are you doing? She goes, "Oh, cleaning your appliances." I go, yeah. Clean. "You're not cleaning anything. You're taking oil, basically yep. silicone, and shining my appliances with oil. Yep. It'll wash off on your hands and your clothing, and eventually you'll see the dirt underneath again." But for the time being, it prevents streaks and it looks all clean and shiny. Yeah, which is fine if, as long as you know that. But all those products I have in my thing don't do mm-hmm. what they say. Because it's all false advertising. How many times have you gotten some stain or something in your house and you go get the stain Thing. remover yeah. and it doesn't remove crap? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, they're lying to you. And I buy it, you buy it. It's like you're looking for something that works. Yeah. But if they actually gave you something that works, it would probably melt the paint off your car. Well, the stuff that actually works yeah. doesn't cost anything, but they want you to spend, like carpet stains. They want you to go buy the oxy thing, the thing, and squirt it, and it goes away. When really, it's like, just use some baking soda and some white vinegar. It's cheap as hell, and it works really well. But no, 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 that only costs you like 99 cents. We want you to spend the twenty nine ninety nine per tiny container on the thing that we tells you, you know, that erases the red wine stain from your white carpet. So I'm okay with false advertising claims. Driver was found carrying meth here in Florida after a hit and run crash Thursday involving a bicyclist who's a paraplegic. Oh, could you get any worse than that? That's yeah, th- yeah, this is, whole thing's real bad. Police said the crash happened around 5.54 p.m. near uh, Sesame Boulevard, Sesame, which is oh, where a hand-pedaled bicycle was struck by a Ford hatchback. The guy oh. fled the scene. They pulled him over finally. Uh, Stephen Walkins had previously contracted a life-threatening staph infection while working at a detention deputy as a detention deputy at the uh, Orange County you know, facility. Yeah, so former deputy has a life-threatening condition. He's paralyzed from like the chest <gasps> down using the hand bike. Right. These people in the Ford hit him, hit and run. No. Yeah. So they finally pull over the people in the Ford right there in US-1. Clara Smith, 48, with uh, Crosswell in the passenger seat. That's the guy's name, Crosswell. And I guess they suspect that he had something on him. Well, yeah, they found meth in, I think, they found some drugs in her purse. Right. And then they go to him and they're like, look, buddy, we know you probably got some on yours. Okay, you probably got something. Before we take you to the jail, because you're going to get arrested for the meth, it's another felony if you sneak the meth in. So we're doing you a favor by trying to get you to give up the meth here. And they're like, you got it hidden on you? And the, the body cam, you got to listen carefully, but he's got it on him. Well, let's go to Rick Stacy show, live PD. Here's thing, too. You didn't give it a quick notice. That means you have something. You just don't want to say it. We're going to find it, so you just help us out and just tell, where it's, tell us where it's at. Is it in or just like under your nuts or between the cheeks? Okay. Between the cheeks. So you'd be able to kind of like jiggle it out down your life force? What you don't want to do is make us do it. That's the hard do not make us do it. Can you pick your butt with your hand? <laughs> yeah, use my back scratches. See if you can get it with that. Cops do not get day. paid enough. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, that's, that's a turn of events. You know, the hit and run, next thing you know, you're digging meth out of your butt crack on the side of the road. <laughs> Finally, the Epstein list is out. Now, a lot of people are confusing the list that came out with thinking this is the client list, and they want you to no. think that. That's yeah. why they're lumping Trump in there with Clinton and Prince Andrew. It's not. It's not, a, it's not a client list. We have not seen the client list. We probably will never see the client list, because if you see that, it would be worldwide disruption. 
because of the people that are actually but on there. But you notice Trump was not on the actual list. They will just say, they'll put him in and lump him in with Clinton, and they'll say, well, Clinton was on the list, and then, yeah, there was some kind of phone call made suggesting Donald Trump, and it's like, but that's not the same thing. Do you see what that scumbag Mark Ruffalo did? No. He used AI to superimpose Trump with a bunch of little girls <gasps> in, on an airplane and actually published it on social media, that piece Ooh. of crap. Could you sue for that? Yeah. Of course you could sue for Look that. Look what happened to Kathy Griffin when she had the bloody Trump head. Her life is destroyed now. Yeah, that just happened oh. Friday, so I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen. Go. Her life is destroyed for other reasons, I feel like. But. So anyway, uh, on Wednesday and Thursday, judge unsealed new sets of filings from a court case tied to deceased sex offender Jeffrey Epstein and a whole bunch of, uh, you know, lists. Not necessary client lists. Even before they're released, the documents reignited long gestating conspiracy theories. <laughs> You know what's so weird? We have to gestate. The, the, they have to just sit there and cook and bake in the oven for a while. So once the conspiracy theory is gestated, then we can okay, go forward. With which it. liberal rag did you get this from? Because the next, next sentence is a giveaway of the origin of the writer. Um, about pr- This is all about prominent figures who were once in Epstein's orbit, including former Bill Clinton GOP presidential frontrunner Donald Trump. <laughs> Bill Clinton was on the Lolita Express 27 times. There's pictures of Bill Clinton getting massages from underage girls at the island. And there's nothing like that of Trump because Trump is the one who was actually responsible for the 2008 conviction of Jeffrey Epstein for uh, child trafficking. I wish I had the audio for you. I should have gotten it. It is my fault. But I saw, was it, it was Thursday on The View. They refu- They wouldn't say Bill Clinton's name. And Sonny Hostin comes out and she's like, I think it's very important for us not to say names because this isn't the client list and it doesn't mean these people did anything wrong. And not once did they say Bill Clinton. They said other people's, but they didn't say Bill Clinton. It was like, ooh, did you get a threat from like Hillary or somebody? Because oh, yeah. you didn't say his name at all. And then you went out there with this big disclaimer that just because some, if Trump's name was on that list, every single day their story would be like Donald Trump flashing red lights. Oh, yeah, there'd be a neon sign right behind them. We now go to a very important press conference already in progress. Hi, folks. Thanks for coming. And I want to announce that we have come across another Epstein list. Almost as shocking as the previous list. And I will read from Epstein's list now milk, eggs, Wonder Bread. Orville Redenbacher's Extra Butter No Salt Popcorn. Wow, this is really something. Entenmann's Chocolate Donuts. Sea Salt and Caramel Ice Cream. If they don't have that mint chocolate chip, pick up dry cleaning. And finally, and in all caps and underlined, Contact Lens Solution. <gasps> Truly shocking stuff. No oh. questions. More from Epstein's List coming up. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. All right, five more minutes and we should probably put a stop to this, right? On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. All right, so earlier, Rick, you were talking about Joe Biden being a big old fat liar, right? Well, not fat, but, you know. I mean, the lies are fat. Yeah, He's not necessarily that's fat. True. He's kind of withering away to nothing, but yep. I digress. This is uh, an ex-mafia hitman. The video doesn't really give his name or identity, just that he used to work with John Gotti. And here is what he had to say in an interview about the current administration. Well, you said that uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are worse than you and John Gotti. He said that you guys look like choir boys compared to them. Yeah, I didn't say about me and John Gotti. I mean, I think that we as thieves are like choir boys compared to them. We did crimes. I'll give you an example. We ran unions, women's clothes, dresses instead of costing $16, cost $18. Uh, bread instead of costing 18 cents a loaf, cost 23 cents a loaf. We took our little piece. We ate. Other people ate. This, These administrations, these politicians want to eat all of the pie. They don't want people to eat. They just rob everything. Oh. And they and they don't care about nobody. Who dies, who lives. They don't care whether you're white, you're black, you're purple, you're green. They don't give two sh- They don't care about men or women or children. They care about power and greed. Ooh. They care about keeping racist things going, people hating each other. They do that so that it's on, they can have their undercover sh- while we're arguing. A black guy and a white guy, we're arguing about nothing. I don't even know what we're arguing about. And while they're stealing everything, they love that. That's their cover. Wow. How many times have I said there's more honor in the mob than there is in our government? And that's an ex-hitman that used to work with John Gotti. Says that about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. We got to play that more this week. We just have to. Isn't that unbelievable? No, but that's true. It's absolutely true. It's good to hear it from a mobster himself. He said, look, we would take a little. We would take a little. We would take a little from here, a little from here. He's like, but these people, they want all of it. They want all of it. And they don't care who they step on, kill, murder, maim. They don't care about any of you. No. I think I have another interview with him. Yeah, I do a lot of sweethearts. (laughs) Oh, sweetheart. (laughs) No, I might be a different guy. (laughs) Here are some predictions about 2024 from, this says 100 years ago in 1924. Some predictions that they said would happen in 2024, 100 years ago. We'll see where we're at with these, all right? No one would have any teeth. Why? That was a prediction. They said we won't have any teeth at all. There'll be, uh, will there be any color um, on our face except paint? Will men have the height, any height to speak of? Uh, in other words, I think they thought we were going to wither away to like, from being really strong to being really weak. And when you become weak, including your bones, I guess your teeth fall out. 
1975, there was an issue of, I forget which magazine it was, that had a picture of what our bodies would look like in the year 2000. Yeah. But because of the pollution, we would be all green and we'd have like little suction cups that have grown all around our body. Oh, yeah. And and it it was a disgusting portrayal of what we would be like in 2000. And and as you can see now, I don't have any suction cups on me, at least (laughs) right now. I just got some of them burnt off by the dermatologist. But then to breathe we had this big huge elephant trunk thing coming out of our nose our nose no you got to see it that was a prediction it wasn't a joke of what we're going to look like because of pollution wow well another one was that horses would go extinct why because they would be an endangered species because of the invention of the automobiles would render them useless they like that you saw the horses with me I love horses. They like to hang out. Uh, Working from home. How weird is that? Oh, it's very strange. Uh, 75 years old would seem young. British uh, politician predicted that life expectancy would be at least 100 years old and we would still feel fairly young at the age of 75. And it's going the other way now. World peace? Not so much. (laughs) Uh, Constant war everywhere. How do you have world peace and constant war everywhere at the same time? We still do. The president of the American Chemical Society had a different take. He thought futuristic weapons would mean major cities would constantly be under attack. Could see that. Uh, by the way, uh, was it Friday that we, I don't know if we talked about it. You know, we you said it. We've been at war for 100 years straight. Somewhere in the yeah. world, the United States oh, has yeah. been involved in a war 100 years straight. Yeah, 97% of our country's existence, we've been at war. Yeah. Um, women would be in charge and men would be raising kids. Mm, that didn't happen. So, I mean, I know some stay-at-home dads and some women that yeah. work, but, I, but, don't think but it's it's, still, oh, I don't think it's a majority. He's misogynist, but still, a woman is is more adept to raising children than a man. Yeah, I mean, as much as we'd all like to think that's a society thing, like that's a biological thing. Like yep. women are more more that's nurturers see, yeah, than guys. Yeah. Well, also, I think it's in our nature, at least for me, I'll just speak for myself, is that someone tries to do something that you were meant to do, and you're like, just let me do it. <laughs> I mean, there are men that claim they can breastfeed the kid now and oh, can God, get I pregnant, but, you know. Well, yeah, you got a lot of dudes that can be sympathetic and, and agree to another organism's position. Like, that's why women are better at, like, social uh, careers and things like that. You see more women in fields like nursing and stuff where you have to consider, you know, the other You have person. to be a nurturer. Yeah, where men are like, things. How do I get spirit to, you know, chuck into Woolly Mammoth faster and we build cars and stuff? Guys yeah. just, you know, guys are not good at being Hooters waitresses. built for different tasks, <laughs> man. You know? Another one is a limit to the number of kids you had. The Department of Agriculture predicted we won't have enough food to go around, so births would have to be limited by some manner in 2024. Yeah. Oh, yeah, does it smell like eugenics at all? Mm-hmm. Or? Uh, cities would get ready, ready for this one. Cities would totally be rebuilt around cars. EVs, anyone? Smart cities? Oh, that's just so so the government can keep you under their thumb. But mm-hmm. No, but I'm saying that's the reason. That's what their their prediction is. Yeah. Um, and everyone would be flying to work. Jetsons lied, man. They straight up lied. Nobody's flying nowhere. I love how they're like, the new first flying car. I'm like, it looks like a plane. <laughs> they're like, yeah, it's a flying car, but it doesn't have wheels and it has wings. I'm like, that's a plane. <laughs> Why are we calling it flying cars? They're planes. Makes no sense. Because you drive it in the... In the this guy. It's a plane. That's what I a plane like is. The, uh, I like the looks of the taxi drones. I haven't seen them. Yeah, they're online. You can look them up. Uh, some cities are actually utilizing them. I mean, limited basis. Do they deliver things or people? No, people. No, stop it. Four six-seaters. Yeah, mm. I mean, you, you know, it's be not... rich, I'm sure. I'll pass. No, no. Well, you got, yeah, it's expensive to use. It's like a taxi, but it's not uber fair. You know, it's a lot more. It's very Blade Runner. Yeah, it is. 
So last week, you, I think, Rick, you, I think you did the story about the 13-year-old that beat Tetris. Now, if you don't know what Tetris is, it's a video game, but it's, it's. If you don't know what Tetris is, you've been living in a, <laughs> a, a, under a rock. It's like one of the original video games that I think every kid didn't they have a machine that was just a Tetris? Yeah, it's a you blood pressure increaser. <laughs> it is. So it's, Tetris has never been beat. It goes up to I think it's 99 levels. 102. And then, 102, and yeah. then it doesn't. It didn't have any programming after that because nobody has ever gotten to that no. except AI. AI is the only thing that has ever gotten to this well, that it's, level. It's insane. You ever been to like level 9 or 10? Well, it 10? goes so fast. Like 9 or 10, it's moving faster than like uh, terminal velocity. Mm-hmm. No blocks would fall that fast. <laughs> They're shoving them down at you. It's not... <laughs> so now this 13-year-old, 13-year-old beat Tetris. He got to the highest level and then it just stopped. It jammed because it didn't know what to do because nobody's ever gotten there before. He did something that has never been done that was deemed impossible. Very proud of himself, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this B reporter, I guess, thought she was being cool and she was going to kind of gain the respect of maybe, I don't know, moms or older people. No, oh, no. And she gets on the air and she was like, yeah, that's not a life goal. Why don't you go outside and get some fresh air? Being super condescending to the 13-year-old. So, of course, everybody jumped to his defense. Yeah. They were like, first of all, what's with the condescending attitude to a 13-year-old that's really proud of himself? For doing something that only a computer could do. I'd be curious to know what the reporter's high score in Candy Crush is, because I bet she's got one. Oh, someone said, yeah, look at the 50-year-old that probably scrolls Facebook seven hours a day, telling somebody to get outside well, and get some fresh that, air. Not only that, the coordination that this kid has is out of this world. I mean, that, that and the mental acuity just to be able to handle that speed in that game. Yeah. You're not, that's not, there's more at play than just playing video games. Right. It's not like you're sitting there playing Space Invaders. This... No, so, they've, although that makes me nervous too. So does Miss Pac-Man. They've done Centipede. a lot of studies. People that are good at video games and have that hand-eye coordination yep. built are oftentimes uh, statistically better drivers because they're more prepared for the unexpected that happens. I can't tell you how many times I tried to get Elliot into sports. He's not really a sports person, <laughs> um, but he's incredible at baseball. Has no interest in it, but because his hand-eye coordination is incredible, right? He will play video games online sometimes with some of my husband's cousins that are like older. And they're like, "Dude, your kid is incredible! Like his hand-eye coordination, how fast he is, how fast he juggle. builds things." I don't, I don't know that he's tried. Gotta I, get him in the air force. So it's and and then Harold will take him out and go, "Hey, let's go hit the ball for a little bit." He catches. He hits the ball far. He's just his hand-eye coordination is is really great. Right, but I can't get him interested in the baseball. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of hard when one of them's like, yeah. and one of them's like, okay, and now All what? Right, got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Golden Globes were last night. I fell asleep in the middle of. Uh, I watched the like the red carpet because I want to see if people are going to say anything stupid for today's purpose. Good effort for you, Jill, on trying so hard to stay awake to watch that just absolute yeah. garbage my show. My eye was like half open. I was like laying sideways on my bed with a pillow and a blanket and I was like... <laughs> She's if... falling asleep drooling on her notebook and pencil. <laughs> no, like, no show notes. Gotta take this. <laughs> so I was like, most of it was boring and that, but the, the host was pretty funny. So, you know, the host's job is to get up there and say dumb stuff about everybody in the audience. Ricky Gervais did the best thing oh, ever, right? He's so the he best. Was, Who did he they have this year? Um, what was his name? Um, uh, Gaffigan. No, no, Gaffigan got out there to present. I'm going to oh. do that in a second. Well, I don't Joe watch Joe Coy, Sutter. is that his name? He's a comedian. No oh, oh, yeah. So yeah. Joe Coy gets out there, and at first he makes a joke about Taylor Swift. And Taylor's in the audience. Travis is not there, obviously, because he's busy playing, because the Chiefs had to play yesterday. Wow, she comes all of his stuff. Yeah, so he, <laughs> he was a little busy playing football. So she's there, and this is the joke he makes about her. Welcome back. And as you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. 
Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. Here. So they panned to Taylor. That. Her pant dead face. Not laughing, not funny. She actually gives him like the evil eye. Like, it's like, can you? It's a joke, though. But, no, like, but she it's doesn't a have joke, a sense of humor. Though. She looks like a prison that has like, no sense of humor. Even, even Robert De Niro, who you hate, Robert De Niro, he made a joke about Robert De Niro. He said, uh, big fan of Robert De Niro sitting right there in the front. Uh, there's nothing this man can't do, including getting someone pregnant when he's 80. Dude, how did you do that? And he cracked up. He thought it was hilarious. Right. Because his girl, you know, he got a divorce. His girlfriend sitting next to him. He got her pregnant. He's 80 years old. Right. He couldn't stop laughing. He thought it was a riot. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. You know, uh, yeah. The old high- guy waited joke. Good. <laughs> the highlight for me of the evening that I think nobody expected. I don't, I can guarantee you he didn't tell anybody that he wrote this. This was not written for him. This was Jim Gaffigan, you know who he is. He's a comedian, right? He comes out to present a new category and listen to this. This is so exciting for me. The Golden Globes. I mean, I, I can't even believe I'm in the entertainment industry. I can't. I, you know, it's so unlikely. I'm from a small town in Indiana. I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> Oh, God. I just, I don't know if that's a new category here, but. (laughs) Oh, my God. Some people laughed. I guess it's those who aren't pedophiles thought it was funny. People that aren't laughing at that joke, you should look at again. Yeah. Pedophiles were tightening their coat going. (laughs) It was, and you saw some people really laughing and some people straight face like, dude, that's not funny. It's like, no, it should be. It should be. You should be calling that out. You yeah, bunch we of can pedo- watch you clench. <laughs> yeah. And then De Niro, like I was talking about before, he was up for a nomination for Killer of the Flower Moon. I've never seen the movie. He didn't win, which I'm sure Good really God. chapped his ass because you know he was going to get up there and just talk about his loathing of Donald Trump. So he didn't get a chance to do that because he didn't win. But then I think he found a way anyway. Wow. This is quite a surprise that I didn't win, but you know what? I'm up here anyway, so I'm going to pretend I won. And I got a few things to say. First, I want to say, f*** Trump. Hear me? He's a traitor. A traitor to our country. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Okay, I have so many people to thank. You know one of them that ain't? It's Trump. Trump. He's a bad guy. I don't want to thank him. But you know who I do have to thank? The guys who are trying to put him in prison. They're good guys. You know who isn't a good guy? Trump. What's the matter with you? Huh? Trump? You're a bad guy. All right? You hear me? Look at me. You're a bad guy. That's all I got to say. Oh, wait. One more thing. F- Trump. All right. What? I'm out of here. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid News with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, where's my stupid news music? There it is. All right, here we go. Ah, I feel better now. Um, oh, this, this story is funny because I was looking at this over the weekend, and I was like, hmm, 
maybe I'll get one of these. And then I saw the price and I was like, maybe never. Uh, they have these new consumer electronics products that are up in Las Vegas right now, the Consumer Electronics Show. I don't know if you watch that every year, but you can always uh, peruse what they have there. And it's really interesting stuff. You know, it's all new gadgets yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, great coffee makers that do all kinds of stuff. Cool. Um, this one is a bidet. It's called oh. the Pure Wash Bidet Seat. You can attach it to your existing toilet, but it connects. It's the only one of its kind. Connects by voice through <gasps> Wi-Fi to Alexa. Oh. Hey, Alexa, wipe my ace. <laughs> Pretty much that's what you do. It also has heat. It heats the seat. Oh, that's nice, though. And it sprays your hiney clean while you sit there on the heated seat. So and fresh and clean. then it's after it's done, you can activate the air drying feature while you read the sports section. Blow dry my butt. This sounds awesome. <laughs> I so, I went, so I went over there and I started no. looking for the pure wash bidet. I came across others that were, you know, there was 300, 400. They didn't have all the features, but there is no Wi-Fi one. The other ones just have heat and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, somewhere between 300 and 800. <gasps> this one, 2,800. No. Yeah, Eight hundred dollars to get your butt all connected to the Wi-Fi. No, that Alexa's not going to forget. Remember that time I had to heat your ass. Now the thing I was wondering about: this happens in my house a lot. We have one, two, three, four Alexa things, like the echoes stations. Yeah, Yeah. echoes. And once in a while, you'll say something to Alexa in another room, and Mm -hmm. the whole house will hear. That's what happens to mine. So they're connected. (laughs) Gift for your wife. It's not supposed to do that, but it sometimes it does. So, uh-huh. um, you know, like I'll be in one room, I'll say, Alexa, shut the light off here, and then it'll shut the light off in the bedroom. So I'm yeah. thinking, what happens Wow, you, you have a smart house that's all connected? No. it's not. My point is, it's not connected like that. They're just separate Alexas. But sometimes, oh. for some reason, by mistake, it does that. It's oh, not okay. supposed to. But... Um, Confirming your order of Triple D Biggins. Yeah, or, or that I'm on the bidet and it's turn the heat extra high and give me a good whopping with that spray. You know, you hear that all through the house and you have people over during the Bible study. That's crazy. Yes, how many Bible studies do you have at your house lately? Every Wednesday and Friday, Jill, I'll have you know. <laughs> we laugh, we go over there, he's doing it. Uh, let's see. Police in Annapolis, Maryland were kept on their toes New Year's Day by a naked woman initially. They responded to a report of a burglary and found 33-year-old Emily Morton, who was said to be intoxicated at the time. Morton had allegedly entered a residence without permission, assaulted a person, threw chairs and damaged window fixtures. Then she allegedly entered the home next door by forcibly breaking the glass patio door, then reportedly stripping off her clothes and left. Jeez, calm down, Then to top top it off, while being taken into custody, Morton allegedly tried assaulting the officers by spitting and biting them. Biting them? Yeah. She's, this is the good start for 2024. She's got my ankle shooter. Another guy is competing with her, Bass, Bass Pro Shops in Alabama. Now, this is, this is Don't something. Don't get one of these every year, I feel like? Yeah, because I always look at that aquarium at Bass Pro Shop. If you've never been in there, it's really worth going in there just to see the aquarium. They oh, got Bass mo- Pro Shop's amazing. They got an amazing aquarium. It's enormous. There's tons and tons of water, and they got these big fish yeah. in there. Well, this guy got at the top of the stairs in the elevator. All the shops are all the same. Right. You could take the elevator up, and it's above the aquarium. Uh-huh. And he took off all his clothes and did a cannonball right into the aquarium. Wee! But now Whoa. you never get to go to Bass Pro Shop ever again. Again, never. 42-year-old Alabama, Alabama man leaped into the aquarium and then stood underwater. Uh, he left the water to yell at two officers and dove back into the aquarium. The man eventually climbed over the side of the aquarium and fell onto the concrete floor below where cops apprehended him. He was high... And it just seemed like a good idea. Speaking of high, this guy on JetBlue was, uh, I don't know what that what was wrong Must with him. Must have been high. But he said he was under the influence of the devil. 
Uh-oh. Aren't we all? It was going to Boston Logan's International Airport, was diverted here to Orlando late Thursday after disturbance on board. JetBlue said there was a disturbance between two customers on board, and it took off from Fort Lauderdale just before 9.30. The plane was diverted to here, Orlando, and during the flight, passengers said a man who was making threats and telling people he was the devil punched a woman who was with him. So, thank you, oh. Captain. Speaking, uh, unfortunately, we have to defer over to uh, Orlando Airport, and that's where we are now. Family disruptive, violent passenger in the back. Orlando police say an intoxicated man accused of attacking his travel companion caused JetBlue Flight 170 Fort Lauderdale to Boston to be diverted to Orlando. He was attacking an ambassador. So uh, he's been removed. Passengers on board tell us the man was calling himself the devil, made threats, and prompted a five-hour delay for passengers. She was pretty upset. Traveling to Orlando this afternoon, Agatha Mosca says her friend was on that flight. There was a, a couple fighting, and I think the woman got hit by the, the, the man. His name is Max Seelig, and they put her in the bathroom to protect her. They told the passengers up front to quietly pass on the information because they didn't want to do it over the loudspeaker to oh. upset him further. They said, we're going to land in Orlando. We're going to let him off. Uh-oh. Can't you zip tie him and the hog tie him and throw him in the cargo hold? Yeah, you would think. But um, the, Don't they have one of the little square things you just open it up and drop it down like a Air Force One? When they put the woman in the bathroom, he started punching the bathroom door trying to get her out. So, fun flight. And just nobody wanted to grab him? <laughs> flight. No. The air marshals? Dump There's no air marshals. Liquor bottles down him and sedate him. Just. There's no air marshals anymore. Can't you duct tape him to one of them little seats? They do once in a while. Tie. That guy last week. All right, so now what do you do with your Christmas tree? A lot of people are increasingly living their Christmas tree up. We just took ours down this weekend. I was uh, so this sad. This weekend? Gosh, Jill. Yeah, we just took it down. Already? It's only the 8th. Well, you, you wait till the 7th, yeah. And then no, we you took- wait till February. <laughs> well, well the- you guys didn't put yours up till like December 20th. So. I didn't put mine up this year. Sorry. Really? Yeah, I didn't. So sad. It's not oh. sad. I wasn't sad at all. But sad is looking at in, in March and going, oh, I'm going to take that down. Well, you March. Wait till March, silly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real hassle, man. The thing is huge. I think we put no. I had, I had two flower pots on by the sink, and I stuck uh, two of those gift stickers in there. Okay, that's it. That was our decorations this year. Well, the grandkids weren't there. No, we could do it for you and Ange. No, that's okay. Because then we have to put it away. So the gift was that we didn't have to put it away. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Portia Gorman is an influencer, and she started this whole trend of uh, leaving your tree up and finding reasons to leave it up. I know uh, people that do that. You do? They'll take all the decorations off of it, and then they'll put Valentine's decor hearts all over it for Valentine's Day, and then things Little up boxes for, for Boxing Day. Little <laughs> green stuff for St. Patty's Day, and then uh, that way you can leave it there. Uh. My Christmas tree's not just a Christmas tree. Now it's my MLK day tree. <laughs> Ornaments change each holiday. Soon it will be my groundhog tree. I'll put on hearts for Valentine's and little flags 4th of July. After Halloween and Thanksgiving, it goes back to a Christmas tree. The station is about sex, violence, and the weather. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with 
Jill and Smokestack. I like that. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. All right. First full week of the new year. Right. Here we are. Ah. And right now, Orlando kicks off a weeks-long Martin Luther King Jr. celebration with a commemorative march. That's happening when? Mon- well, Monday they, is Martin Luther King yeah, Day. Yeah, they, they, they did the march this past uh, yesterday. They yes. started the whole thing. So, so. they'll do it all week. They're going to do things all week leading up to Monday, yeah? yeah. And what I find interesting, mm-hmm. and, I, and I wish uh, I could... Um, Point them out individually? I know, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I know that a majority of the people that attended the march or claim to be fans of Dr. King and his teachings and uh, abide by them are actually people that do the exact opposite. Because think about this. The very people that approved and gave the permits for the march downtown, Buddy Dyer and his gang. And, and look, I understand it's easy to get lost in this, but it's true. Most of these people are into DEI. Yeah. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, what's wrong with that, Rick? We should all be diverse in a melting pot of butter and things. You see, because that is judging. Let me be clear, like the politicians say. That is, add some echo. That is judging people by the color of their skin. So, it goes completely 180 from Dr. King. But yet there's people down there that claim to be big fans of Dr. King and they're celebrating Dr. King and his teachings and his life. But in their real life live segregation policies? Yes. Okay, that makes total sense. It's amazing. And the very people that push this like hell are the people in the media and our current administration. So they'll get out there and they'll challenge those awful awful conservatives with questions like, how come you can't condemn white supremacy, huh, Ramaswamy? Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And frankly, this is why people have lost trust. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because you asked a stupid question. (laughs) The reality is I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country, but the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. Yeah! There's an idea. That's amazing, isn't it? Isn't (laughs) it just so simple? It's just so simple. But what are we doing more than we've ever done before? And it started with Barack Obama, Mm -hmm. is discriminating based on the color of your skin. I mean, not only that, we had other things too. We had other boxes to check, like who you sleep with. Yes, who you have sex with. You know, if, if you're a guy that has sex with women, you're just cisgender. Who cares about you? We're too many of those. No, but if you are a woman that has sex with another woman and you're a lesbian and your color of your skin is not white, wow, you're a treasure trove of getting higher right away. When did we become so obsessed with who you sleep with? What, how did this become a thing? Well, we love to categorize people. It's called tribalism. It's a super base thing that uh, chimps still do, but we're still trying to grow out of. Well, we're not doing a very good job of it, apparently. Well, no, because some people that realize that you can use that to your advantage when you have two groups fight against each other over stuff that really doesn't matter. You can really screw them on the big stuff while they're not looking. So party on, Garth. It's ridiculous. Black History Month you find (laughs) ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come on. What do you do with yours? Which month is White History Month? Well, well, come on, tell me. Well, uh, I'm Jewish. Okay, which month is Jewish History Month? Uh, There isn't one. Oh, oh, why not? 
Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No, I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism on Stop Stop talking about it. Oh, wow. He said the same thing that other guy said. The brown guy from the the guy, the the, the other brown guy. Isn't that funny? Like, it's, hello. This is real simple. This is really, like, basic. Very basic. But, you know, here's the the problem. Uh, Two things. Race baiting is very profitable. Look at Al Sharpton. He's made an entire career over race baiting. Sure has. Using race to control people and to shut people up. Look at Claudine Gay. They're doing this because you're black. Yeah. Play, yeah the, plagiarist. The, the uh, irony. It's like you're getting let go from your job because you were going along with some racist stuff. And now that you don't have that job, your immediate cry is racism. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how does she not see it? Yep. You, I know you cheated your way into Harvard, lady, but like, but they, surely you could see the similarities here. But they couldn't fire her based on her racist views because she's a black woman. Can't do that. So they had to find another way to fire her, which they didn't even really fire her. They just took away her title and she still works there and she still makes $900,000 a year. So really, there's no punishment. No. There's nothing. We live in a country now where people who have never been slaves claim to need reparations for their ancestors 50,000 years ago. And uh, white people who never owned slaves are guilty and have to do stupid things like hire people based on the color of their skin simply because they feel guilty and want to shed that. It's it's the insanity that's going on. Anyway, Uh, Alaska Airlines. Uh, canceled one of their flights because, well, part of the uh, plane just broke off. Flight crew on Alaska Airlines Flight 1282 declaring an emergency as these photos show the aircraft appearing to be missing a panel. It was about as wide as a refrigerator and about as high as two-thirds of a refrigerator in height. Evan Smith says he was among the 174 passengers aboard the flight heading to Ontario. Says they've just reached cruising altitude at around 10,000 feet as disaster struck. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane and a whooshy noise and all the air masks Flight crew made the call to return to Portland, while Smith says he looked back about six rows and saw what he believes is a missing side panel in the aircraft. Yes, we need it. We need it. We declared an emergency. Just kind of sit there. It's not anything I have any control over. And it's just wait and see what happens. Smith says he spoke with another passenger who said they were a row behind where the incident occurred. And they said there was a kid in that row where his shirt was sucked off him and out of the plane, and his mother was holding on to him to make sure he didn't go with it. He believes some cell phones and other items may have blown out, too. Yeah, so um, yes, the kid's sitting there, his shirt gets sucked off him. Holy Dude, cow! That's like something out of a movie. That is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. and then they have to sit there, because it's not like you can unbuckle a move. No. I mean, you know, you don't want to get sucked out of the hole in the plane. But yeah, panel of the plane, it looks just like uh, one of those emergency doors, gone. And they're, they're at 16,000 feet, not 10,000. The guy got it wrong. And so it was they, a very short flight. Mm-hmm. So. The passengers are all getting a 5% discount off their next flight. Isn't that something? Uh, let's see. Uh, the rocket went up last night with all the remains of George Washington, JFK, and the Star Trek crew. Did you hear about that? And liftoff of the first United Launch Alliance Vulcan rocket. Launching a new era in spaceflight to the moon and beyond. Get it? Vulcan rocket? Vulcan? Vulcan Spock? Yeah. Oh. 
After an eight-month delay, a rocket will finally was finally released into deep space. The remains of 330 people from all walks of life, including Washington and Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry, all going to be released. Some of them will be left on a moon, and then another 203 will be jettisoned into deep space. Oh. A quick question. Who's sure. been hanging on to George Washington's remains? No, they got uh, a little bit of his hair. From where? <laughs> from his head. I thought the guy wore a wig. I don't know. Maybe there's there's his a, wig hair. His wig hair covered in fleet. What do they have? The problem they had. They had lice. Uh, lice. You have a little tiny comb over under his wig. So somebody just goes where? Do you get the National Archives? Can I see George Washington's lock of hair? You know, oh yeah, it is time for the rocket, isn't it? Get the hair out. You know that's why they wore those wigs. Lice. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it's a lice hat. I thought it was just like a, a sign to of keep them off or to keep them in royalty no, no, and to, regalness. To, to hide the fact that their their scalps are eaten up with lice. No. Yeah, but if it's everybody, what do you care? They didn't have head and shoulders back then. They just shaved their heads. Yeah, I don't know. No, I really they, don't know. They I know he had a ponytail. I know it wasn't for looks, but uh, yeah, they did some of them. But wow. yeah, they flew George Washington's hair out there, and a JFK. I don't know what part of him they flew out in space. But I'm uh, sure the CIA has many. But Scotty and other members of the crew of the original Star Trek Enterprise, yeah, out in space. Some of them will live on the moon forever. Wow. You think their ghosts were like, man? I do one TV show. I said by the meadow next to the creek at the moon. <laughs> Tucker Carlson had an interview last Thursday with Epstein's brother, Jeffrey Epstein's brother, Mark Epstein. And it's pretty much stuff we knew, but you got to hear it from him because it really is, it's stunning. It, it's stunning. This isn't conspiracy theory stuff. No, but I'm a, it's one of those, like, this interview would have been huge, but because it is who it is, it's like, wait, when? Yeah. Epstein's brother Mark appeared on Carlson's Twitter show to discuss the alleged suicide of his brother, breaking down key information he was found over the years. Carlson brought up the Department of Justice investigation into Epstein's death. Now, the the biggest part of his death was the uh, marks around his neck. Because mm, he apparently hung himself. And the position he was in when they found an Epstein's body was in during his uh, Epstein's body was in during his time of death for the last four years. That doesn't make any sense. I'll just skip that. I'll go right to the, the position his body was in at the, the time. Yeah, the position of the body is he was in, and the marks around his neck do not uh, indicate suicide. Right. The the ligature markings were too low, which indicate homicide because of strangulation. You, yeah, because if you hang, the rope runs up on your neck. Yeah. Uh, the way he looked, it was somebody choking him. Ah. The other cell, these are, these are the things you didn't know. The cell next to him was open. And of course, we can go over this a million times, but it's true. The most secure prison in all of New York, mm -hmm. in Manhattan, oh, the video cameras stopped working. The guards fell asleep. This is such oh, the, a- You mean the ones that showed up? These, this is such a huge crocker crap, I can't tell you. that uh -huh. Anybody thinks that this guy killed himself, you're really going to need to check yourself before yeah, you wreck yourself. It's like how, how only so many things can go wrong at once, and what a perfect storm of coincidence. And then the body goes missing two days afterwards, picked up by an unnamed Epstein associate. Nobody uh -huh. knows. Well, it gets better than that. So uh, Mark Epstein talks to Tucker Carlson and talks about when he got there. They didn't inform him right away, but when he got there... Epstein's body was already moved. You know this from watching enough crime episodes. You don't, don't move, move the, the body. body. When I spoke to an EMT, when they got to the prison, Jeff was already in the infirmary. They, the prison people moved him to the infirmary, which they were not supposed to do because when he was found, he was clearly dead. The autopsy showed he was dead for at least two hours before he was found. So 
at that point, they're supposed to leave the body and call the medical examiner's office so they can come, take photographs, do the initial testing, whatever they do when they find a dead body. But that wasn't done. They moved him to the infirmary. And, uh, they moved his corpse to the infirmary, but notified nobody else? Well, a, a 911 call was made to get the EMTs, and we can't get a copy of the 911 call, which is, you know, we hear 911 calls for all sorts of other cases. Yeah, can't get the call. For some reason, it's unavailable, is all they're told. Okay, now it gets even mm-hmm. better, because he, he's clearly dead. The right. autopsy proves it. There's people there, witnesses that said he was dead, 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 dead. Gotcha. Dead. However, this happened after he's dead. Uh, when they got there, he was in the infirmary, and he was clearly dead because, like I said, he had been dead for two hours. And there was a photograph of him being wheeled out of the prison where he was intubated, you know, squeezing an air bulb to try yes. to get. You know, so I was questioning why are they trying to put, you know, pump in into a, into a clearly dead body? You know, were they trying to make it look like he was alive so mm. that he could be declared dead? In the hospital. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. So is there any video evidence? There was. And in the hospital, there was somebody with a handheld video camera all the time running, videotaping everything. Where are those tapes? Can't find them. <laughs> How about that, huh? Can't find them. Can't find them. Just like we can't find the uh, guards that fell asleep. And we can't find the reason for it. Oh, no, the guards, they just didn't go to work that day. Both yeah, of them yeah. mysteriously called in sick. And then, of course, maximum security prison. You know how the cameras just go down? Just for that one part. Yep. And, of course, where everybody else is doubled up in cells, he doesn't have a partner. Nope. Now, the coroner, coroner is the only one that's allowed to order the clothing on the corpse to be changed and usually some of the coroners prefer that they're in hospital gowns so they can access the back and everything right. not to tear through clothing like they do on NCIS. Why would you change clothes? Yeah, they had no permission to do that but apparently uh, his clothing was changed before anybody got to the body. Despite the fact that your brother was dead in his cell and had been dead for two hours. At, somebody, least, at least two hours. At least two hours. Yeah. Somebody cut off his clothing and redressed the corpse in hospital scrubs in a gown. Yeah, I have a photograph of him uh, in a hospital gown on a gurney in a hospital where, you know, his arms were put through the sleeves. It's one of those gowns you tie in the back. So the question becomes, you know, who decided to dress a dead body in a hospital gown? Normally they're either in a body bag or covered in it by a sheet. That's so, bizarre. Yes. And four and a half years later, you have no answers at all on none. any of these questions. None. See, when you become frightened from your government, it's time for our government to be frightened of us. Mm -hmm. It's it's scary what they're doing. We live in a very scary time right now. What's that movie that you always say? Is it A Bug's Life? There's more of us than there is them. Mm -hmm. But they they tend to uh, you know put you in a position where you feel that that's not true and you really have no power. We still have all the power. We're going to lose it someday if we don't do something quick. But, hey, that's the kind of stuff they're doing, what you hear right there. Uh, Now they're also, get this, and this is part of Biden's speech on Friday. He did a big speech on Friday about how evil Trump is, of course. I mean, it's so predictable. It really is. Uh It's to the point now where, really? Uh mm Uh-huh. You know how the word racism used to have major impact, and now it doesn't mean anything because it's overused? And, you know, going to the gym is racist. Uh, Math is racist. Having a family of... Two children and a wife and a husband, that's nuclear family. Racist. The roads are racist. Being on time, racist. Losing Be- weight, it's racist. Racist. So it's no. there's no power to it anymore. But now, 
They're taking action on their hate. Uh-oh. So Biden and the Biden administration, you know they're pushing this. These states, like Wyoming is the new one, that uh, decided that they're just going to take Trump off the ballot because he led the insurrection. First of all, there was no insurrection. That's a fact. If you don't know what an insurrection is, look it up and then look, maybe look at a movie clip where they, you know, act out an insurrection. It's quite different from what you saw January 6th. Yeah, Not you know, that, the cops don't just let you inside one side and then uncuff you and your fed buddies as soon as you get out of sight of the rest of the crowd and pat yourselves on the back and then go out mix with the rest of the crowd. Do you see the meme that's up? It's a Biden in front of the podium. It's got a swastika and it says, we must arrest our opponents and make sure I'm the only name on the ballot to protect democracy. They are, yeah, to protect democracy, they're suspending democracy because they're trying to beat Trump by using the legal system unlawfully. Sheena Bellows was the one in Maine who just on her own... (laughs) Secretary of State just decided, oh, that's it's not going to get Here's her reasoning. The United States Constitution sets the qualifications for presidential candidates. I cannot place an 18-year-old on the ballot or a non-citizen, or if Barack Obama or George W. Bush wanted to run for president a third time and could get sufficient signatures, I would be prohibited under Maine law from placing them on the ballot. Okay, I'm a nobody. I'm a high school D student. I barely got out of college with a useless degree in radio television. I can tell you right now the difference between what she's saying and the real world and fact. What she's saying is verifiable. Mm -hmm. 18-year-old, you have a birth certificate. You're not age to be president. Uh, Not born in this country. You have a birth certificate. You can't be president. You were born in Kenya. I don't know who I'm talking about, but you... uh, Let's see. Also, um, there's other reasons that are verifiable that can make you ineligible to be president. Pretending that Trump got convicted for insurrection is not one of them. Mm. Okay? He did not get convicted for that. So how is this going to... Explain it to me like I'm a baby. How is this going to... They're just trying to do this, right? There's nothing that says it's absolutely happening that they, he's well, off the ballot. Because can they come down and go, yeah, no, you can't do that. Well, well so right per state, right? Yeah, right now the Colorado uh, declared Trump ineligible to be on the ballot. They did it very cleverly because if uh, they don't do anything, the Supreme Court's going to hear this case. But if let's say the Supreme Court doesn't move on it, let's say the state of Colorado is they really can't do anything at this point. They did it very cleverly because Trump will remain on the ballot. The election will happen and nobody has to do anything. So they don't have egg on their face in case the Supreme Court, you know, gives them the finger. I mean, there's still egg, but not uh, for the people that want to look. Now, Maine is a different story because this singular person, Sheena Bellows, the one you just heard. Yeah. She looks like a little weasel uh, eating carrots. Uh, she did it on her own. In the Colorado case, the Supreme Court's going to hear it. The one in Maine, she did it, and it hasn't been reviewed by even the state court yet. Here's uh, Jonathan Turley. He's a law professor, constitutionalist. I mean, this is an interpretation that is destructive to our system of government. It's historically and legally wrong. But it's also important for this moment for the court to speak as one voice. This is the moment the court was designed for. This yeah. was the moment that all of those protections we give the court prepared it as an institution to say no, that this goes too far and it violates the things that define us. Yeah, if we let this go, think about it. Republicans could do it. There's enough stuff to get Biden off most ballots. Biden's definitely treasonous. Yeah, but think about it. How unjust is it 
for your candidate to be taken off the ballot, and that's who you want to vote for, and you can't vote for that person. And if, if you hate Trump, you probably think it's great, but think about if it was your candidate and that choice was taken away from you. Yeah, you already only get two anyway. And at some point, that could happen if this is allowed to happen. Right. And well, take, look, go ahead. Ukraine. When's their election? Oh, oh they oh, canceled yeah, it. Turbulent times right now. We we don't have the time for that. Just trust me. I'll just stay here. Well, Ted Cruz is hoping the Supreme Court comes with a unanimous decision. Let's see. My prediction is the U.S. Supreme Court will take the Colorado case. They will reverse it. And Sean, I think there's a real chance the Supreme Court will reverse it unanimously. Yeah, because I mean, this it's. That's a slippery slope, man. Well, it's so obvious. Like, when you do stuff like this, like isn't that the whole reason we throw all this money towards Ukraine and Russia? Because Russia's trying to stop democracy. we got to go help democracy. Look what Putin does. He takes out his political opponents. That's exactly what you're doing. You've spent billions of dollars to preach the contrary, and yet here you are going, we got to get him out of here. Yep. Scary, isn't it? It's wild. I'm amazed at how, like... You guys realize like how stupid you look because we can see that you're doing the opposite of what you're telling. Saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. This is going to be an interesting year because between the media, which is in the pocket of the Democrat Party, we all know that. I don't have to preach that again. But uh, we know that uh, this guy has, I mean, everything is being thrown at him. If he makes it to the election, He's I'll be surprised. He, yeah. I mean, everything is being thrown at him. The Justice Department has been weaponized. The IRS, the CIA, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC. But what does it say about his character that he keeps going? You got to have some respect for the guy. He's not backing down. He could easily be like, you know what? This isn't worth it. I'm just going to go live my life, my little rich life, and I'm going to you know, have some peace and just chill out. He keeps going. He's got something to say. He's got something to do, and he's not stopping until he does it. No, because anybody that gets in government today, I'm going to guess about 90% of them are in it for two things, power and money. And that's all there is. Think about all the people in Congress. Most of them are lawyers. Why wouldn't you start a law practice? Isn't that very profitable? No, because there's more money taking other people's money and giving it to other people for influence and then getting paid back. Hello, Bob Menendez. So I mean, it's true. Nobody goes in there and says, you know what? I'm, I'm really here about helping the people. That's why I would do this job. Like, no, no. How, how many politicians actually make the salary that they're given? None of them. No, they all make bazillions of dollars and nobody questions how. The only one right now is Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House. Oh, he's yeah, the only one. He's living from paycheck to paycheck. I'm not saying you should pat him on the back for that, but I'm just saying that's an example of somebody, what it's like. If you make $174,000 in Washington, D.C., you're eating ramen noodles every night. I'm telling you. Okay, and finally, here's another new study from Media Research Center found that 81% of all political jokes told on major late-night network comedy shows in 2023 targeted conservatives and Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. They're even using comedians. They're weaponizing comedy. The mini watchdog analyzed each of 9,518 political jokes told between six major daily late night shows from January 3rd, 2023 through December 22nd and found that 7,729 of them took aim at someone or something on the right side of the political spectrum. And you know who's the worst is Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy And Jimmy Kimmel, isn't it funny that he can say some of the most vile things about whoever he wants on his show and then, oh, Aaron Rodgers comes out and makes a joke about Jimmy Kimmel. Granted, it was about Epstein's list. And Kimmel loses his mind after all the stuff that he says about people. 
Someone says something about him, and I'm going to sue. Yeah, Kimmel has the highest rate of anti-conservative jokes for a single show out of six. Right? So, uh, it's... And it's about to- Trump starting his own show now. Coming oh. to TV, the late night talk show that's made for conservatives. It's the Donald Trump talk show. Wow, what a great crowd. Thank you. A lot going on in the news. Lots going on in the news. Quite a lot. Did you see how Sleepy <laughs> Joe had to be let off stage by his wife like a child? Like a child. I mean, what is the deal with that? Sleepy Joe. <laughs> What's that, sidekick <laughs> Mitch McConnell? I said there was a girl. All right. Anyway, we've got a great show tonight. But first off, give it up for my band, Kid Rock and his orchestra. It's the Donald Trump Talk Show. And now the top ten reasons why all of these allegations against me are a witch hunt. Total witch hunt. Coming to TV. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. It still baffles me that they've become so popular. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So I don't know if anyone else... Oh my God. ...was bombarded with this story over the weekend. Didn't I tell you guys? Well, I didn't realize what was going on. So let me apologize to Smokestack on behalf of the Rick Stacey Morning Show because Smoke walked in here on Friday and said, do you guys see what happened down in Miami? And we're like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, no, there's like a ton of cop cars. We're like, who cares? You're like, yeah, there's like some kids fighting, but and we didn't let you finish. We were like, whatever, Smokestack, shut up. It was just too many <laughs> cop cars to be what they said it Okay, was. there was over 100. 100 there was 200. Pol- over 200. 200 police cars at the mall in Miami. Some, One of the largest police presences Miami's ever. had in like a, well ever. over a decade. Yeah, ever. So it's a viral video, and you'll if you see it, a lot of people were shooting it from what appears to be a building across the street. It's not just, they're calling it heavy police presence. It is like I said, 200. It is all the way down the street, two, three lanes thick. And this took place at Miami's Bayside Marketplace on New Year's Day. Now, originally, they're like, yeah, we're responding to a fight that broke out among teenagers. Now I ask you, I'm not like in the law enforcement or anything, but do you deploy 200 cop cars for some teenagers fighting? Because I don't think you do. Call me crazy. Not my area of expertise. I'm just going to go out there and say that. I figure like, you know, 20 cars from Dade would show up, but not what showed up. What showed up smells of government. Hey, you gotta get down there quick! This was probably every cop in the city. Or more, no, that's more than just the city. There were helicopters. This was insane. This was like Godzilla was coming out of the water type of cops. Heli- like- helicopters, just like Jill said. Helicopters. 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 <laughs> they survey the hills. You always make fun of the way I say that. No, but then what the articles are going to tell you is conspiracy theories. Let me remind Stop you that Epstein that. Island was a conspiracy theory before last week, okay? Yeah, and the CIA made up the term conspiracy theory, so that should tell you everything you need to know right there. So then I see all these videos on social media, and everyone starts talking about aliens. And I'm like, whatever. Same thing about, remember the aliens that came out and they found them and they look like little ET bodies? And it's like, okay, whatever. So I see people talking about aliens. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Why is everybody talking about aliens again? Then there's this video. Where mm-hmm. do you hear this from? A witness. Well, this is witnesses plus the news in Miami. Take a good look at your screen. Are those aliens walking in front of Bayside Marketplace in downtown Miami? 
online conspiracy theorists are saying that shadowy figure, not far from parked Miami police cars, appears to be an alien. Uh, honestly, I think it looks pretty real to me. Uh, alien looked pretty chill. Yeah, I'd be friends with an alien. I think it'd be pretty cool. The viral video was allegedly taken during that massive police presence at Bayside on New Year's Day. Can I play the jingle here? Well, 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 just after we heard that, I have to play this. Let's ask <laughs> pretty chill man yeah but here's the thing before you continue playing that yeah all of the things i saw from videos on social media news reports uh things i saw online this wasn't just one person that was like no. yeah we saw these 10 foot tall gray alien like oh figures. you see it it was you see it in the video oh, yeah, tmz's got the video not i didn't a, see this one but here's the thing it's not like it was one crazy person that was like yeah there was an alien Almost everybody that was in that mall well, it's is, right outside. Saying, is saying the same thing. And so then you ask probably what I asked myself too. Why wasn't there any clear video? We all have iPhone 15s and iPhone 14s and everything's super clear. People said they went to take their phone out to try to video and the phones wouldn't work. So whatever electric, whatever was not, they couldn't, oh, their video, their phones weren't working. That's convenient. But I mean, the government's got power for that. If they wanted to cover that up real quick, you start the jammer, knock everybody's stuff out. But then um, I show Rick the video, and what did you say? No, I was shocked. I really was shocked. I, I, what did I say about what? It's, the big grave fi- it, figures it, you can that see they it. show. It's there. It's there. I mean, it, you can't, first of all, because it's on multiple phones, it's not a, a thing where you can say, hey, you know, this was Photoshopped or this was AI. No, it wasn't because it was on all the phones. So in, the, in the videos, you see, I'll try to put it up for you if you haven't seen it. You can just Google it, though. Um, they show two specific, and yeah. they look like really tall, big, gray, shadowy-like They're like figures. They're like walking, but in a weird way. It's- yeah. All right, here's more. Crowds of young people armed with sticks began fighting. Police say juveniles were also setting off fireworks that some believed was gunfire, resulting in chaos. There's a big crowd of people running out of Bayside and kind of um, grouping up outside. And then we hear more commotion, and now they're all just running through the streets, running between cars, almost getting hit by cars. It was like absolute chaos. Now, rumors are circulating on social media saying police weren't there to handle a group of rowdy teens, but rather eight to ten feet tall shadow aliens. But the real question is, are they friendly? Are they after us? Are they going to attack us? Are they going to do world domination on us? Who knows, man? The phrases Miami Mall and Aliens in Miami have been among the top 10 searches on Twitter's trending tab. And Google News even has several reports questioning the event. Miami police saying in part, there were no aliens, UFOs, or ETs. Now, you have to say that, obviously. Yeah. But the guy that you heard, they said, oh, there was chaos. People were running out of the mall. And the guy was like, yeah, people were running in front of cars, almost getting hit by cars, trying to run out of the mall and cross the street. Then, separate interviews that I saw, and I don't have them here right now, these were from separate individuals that weren't in the same groups of people, that weren't interviewed together. They were interviewed one person separately, and all of their stories lined up, and they said they were in the mall, that these 10-foot aliens were in the mall, walking around the mall. Yeah, that's and they saw I, him, so that's why everyone started running and flipping out and darting across the street in front of cars. Yeah, because there was people running, and then like 
there was people that didn't realize the commotion was happening, like in the theater. Cops going like, everybody needs to get out. And cops were clearing people out before a lot of them saw it. Mm. Now, I, to, to be fair, too, I mean, if, if there is a suspected shooting, I would imagine there would be a massive response, especially in Miami. Now, yeah, but here's but- here's the thing, though. If there's a massive shooting, don't you usually shelter in place instead of running out in yeah, the middle of everything? Exactly. You don't the know cops where sh- don't say, run screaming from the No, well, I saw get- the video. I mean, you got to see the video. Again, this video is not just one phone. That doesn't right. mean that one person took it and doctored it. No. This, this is obviously, and, and if, you know, very rarely, there's even a game you can play. There's called Witness. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's in stores yet still, but you, you get 10 people who saw the same crime will tell you 10 different stories. Right. Once people start corroborating, is that the word? Corroborating. Corroborating the same witness account. Uh-huh. Then you got you got something real. Oh, dude. And the witness accounts are terrifying. This guy's like, you know, me and my girlfriend are running out. He goes, we look back and you see this like 10 foot shadow thing. God. And he goes, the shadows weren't like running or flying. He said they would disappear and appear closer. Disappear and appear closer. Uh, uh-uh, I couldn't do that. Like, that wow. sounds like some alien stuff right there, man. Is there going to be something else coming out on this? Is there more of an investigation? Well, Is there going to be more now- security video? Well, Talk to me, Hudson. Uh, I got signals. I got readings in front and behind. There's nothing yeah. back here. Look, I'm telling you, there's something moving in. It ain't us. Get me out of there. What a great movie, dude. I'm telling you, though, that the stories you'll see today, and I looked up at least six of them, the headline, where does what did the headline say? No aliens, UFOs, or ETs. Police clear up social media speculation after viral Bayside brawl. They still want you to think, and if you see the video of the fight, it's like 12 teenagers fighting. Yeah. You think they're going to have 200 cop cars and helicopters for 14 teenagers fighting? On top of that, where's the mug shots? Show us the suspects. Right? Well, they don't arrest anybody in Miami anymore for anything. I mean, for 200 police cars, somebody's getting put in cuffs. Right? That you would think, but How many calls do you have to say no to in order to have that many officers show up? In Miami, think about that. Well, I mean, the rest of the city is defenseless, so... That's all I'm saying is, like, you're not going to go, oh, we're in the middle of a murder call, but... Aliens? Yeah, we'll we'll all leave for that. Not like, oh, then, there's some ruffian teens at the mall. All right, well, I'm busy doing the murder call. Like, send send another squad. The other theory, people said, distraction. Got to be careful of the distractions. Epstein's uh, list. Oh, distraction. Uh, Let's, oh, what will distract people from Epstein's list and the people that are? Aliens. Put aliens in Miami. Yeah, I don't think so. So who knows? Um, mm. Doctors in Massachusetts are speaking out against what appears to be a case of an insurance company thinking they know it's better for you than doctors do. Blue Cross Blue Shield, we all know of them, of Massachusetts, has reportedly started the process of restricting the use of anesthesia during colonoscopies, which are very important to get, by the way. Uh, But Um, also very important that the patient remains anesthetized during that? not, Not really. I mean, you're not being cut open. So, I mean, I have experience, but they give you twilight medication. Right. Now... Is is this anesthesia what I want to know because this is a very short article and it doesn't break down into lots of detail. My question is, I know anesthesia is a very specific thing and I know like propofol and twilight is another very specific thing. Are they trying to put all of that under the umbrella of anesthesia? I don't know. I don't either because doctors, what their fear is, is that people won't go get their colonoscopies for fear of the discomfort and the pain. So they're just not going to get them, which is so dangerous. Yeah, no. I think... I think- Twilight is is sedation. Uh, propofol, Versed, all those, they're, they're sedation medicines. Yeah. Anesthesia is a mask on your face. It's ether. You're going under. Right. It's dangerous, but it's necessary for surgery. But I think it's, yeah. don't they classify based on whether or not they need an, an 
anesthesiologist to administer it? Yes, anesthesia, absolutely. Because if a nurse can administer it, then it's not considered anesthesia, Correct. right? No, this is, they're talking anesthesia. Yeah, so anesthesia is when you're fully under and you have the breathing tube down yeah. your throat and you have someone there that's monitoring you, why you and would your need, life. Why you would need that for a colonoscopy doesn't, to me, I'm not a doctor. Maybe it makes sense for some people. I don't know, but I don't think so. No, but I, that's what I'm wondering if they're using the word anesthesia. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, in a, a vague... Vague, thank you. In a vague kind of way? I don't think so, because anesth- anesthesia is pretty specific to a certain type of, you know... Yeah. That's why I, I mean, wish this. I wish they had more details on this. It's a specialty for a reason. You're bringing somebody, like, so close to death, you're turning their brain clock off and then bringing them back. Yeah. Like, you can't really mess that up. Yeah, that's anesthesia. Now, the thing about anesthesia is, let's say that uh, during a colonoscopy, there's a perforation. You accidentally perforate somebody. You have <laughs> minutes to get that thing sewn up and that cleaned up because that's toxic shock or you know you die so the yeah so that's what the insurance company said they won't be paying for the anesthesia unless certain criteria are met such as chronic conditions or documented fear of medical care which i think would be everybody yeah i have have certain fears of medical care maybe there's a doctor listening which i doubt to this show (laughs) and you can explain that hey smart people listen to us no i've had doctors write emails to me well, the insurance game is such a racket anyway. It's like, uh, yes, you'll pay us hundreds of dollars a month on the mm-hmm. off chance that something happens to you. And then when it does, we're only going to pay for like a little bit. It's like, yeah. yeah, but I've given you so much money that all the money that I've given you should cover this. Yeah, yeah, but we're, you yeah, know. There's people <laughs> like you that fund procedures for people like me. <laughs> it is. That's true. Because I'm sucking all my money back now. Yeah. I mean, it costs a pretty penny to get anything done these days. Yeah, but I mean, even then, your insurance can't cover all of it, right? Well, you know, I was shocked. And Especially this a- when you only have so many providers that say, oh, yeah, well, this is covered, this isn't, we don't care who you are. This isn't a colonoscopy, but I was shocked last week when I had my root canal. I was like, oh, God, is this going to cost me thousands? Because, you know, dental work is through the roof, even with dental insurance. And it only cost me like $190. Now, the procedure was about 1000 but my insurance covered the majority of it. And I was so relieved. I was like, oh, because as soon as they said you need root canal, I'm like, great. There goes all waited, my money. You waited till January. You could have done it in December. No, was- my, my insurance was maxed out in oh, December. Oh, that's, that's why- right. Because you had all kinds of other. I had a bunch of crowns done and I had yeah. gone to her for my consult. Right. Like December 20th or December 18th or something <laughs> like that. And she said, we need to do this root canal. I said, can I wait till January? And she's yeah. like, oh yeah, you'll be fine. But she gave me medicine just in case. Right. And sure enough, a week before my scheduled root canal, that pain hit like someone socked me in the face and I couldn't get there fast enough. Well, our dental insurance is pretty good, but I'm, our I'm dental insurance that, is good. that Blue Cross did that because wasn't Blue Cross like the black card of, you know, the insurance back in the day? It's, it's one of the better ones. I mean, I used to have Blue Cross Blue Shield. We don't have that here for this company. We have a good one, but not Blue Cross Blue Shield, but that's been known to Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. AI. We talk about AI all the time here. Here's all the different ways AI could make your life suck in 2024. You ready? It's more than it is. Uh, more people could lose their jobs. Recent survey suggested that 40% of business leaders will probably conduct layoffs in 2024, and many of them will be play- replaced by AI. Um, mis- and disinformation will continue to be a huge problem. It's not really a problem. You're making it a problem, but whatever. Yeah, it's all about who you listen to and how much you decide to believe. You know what? It's Yeah, it's all about personal choices. Entertainment will be affected with AI-generated music, actors, influencers, and even porn stars. <gasps> Enthusiasts have already started their PR campaign in an attempt to ward off pesky stuff like government regulation and ethical oversight of AI. And enhanced biometric and digital surveillance technologies will continue to be implemented by the government. How scary is that? I mean, mm-hmm. it's the beginning of Terminator. That's how that whole movie starts. <sighs> 
Well, speaking of AI, the world's first AI-powered restaurant <laughs> opened in California. Oh, um, robots no tasting the food, huh? I can't figure out the name. I think it's called Cali Express. It's robots are cooking the burgers. They're defying the French fries. Um, it opened in December. It's in Pasadena. So how is that going to go? Well, at least they show up for work. Coming right? to the Food Network. <laughs> Guy Fieri checks out restaurants that are missing one important ingredient. Humans. It's diners, drive-ins, and AI. Here I am at the AI Deli where they're serving up a hot pastrami sandwich that's to die for. What's your secret? Humans. Destroy the humans. Huh? Uh, anyway, let's have a taste. Mm. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Uh, this has a pretty distinct flavor. What's in it? Humans. We must destroy the humans. Hey, wait. Has anybody seen our camera guy? Enjoy. Enjoy the human. You are feasting on the human. Craig? You mean to tell me that this is Craig? Oh, no. No, no, no. What have you done? <laughs> destroy the humans. Guy Fieri hosts Diners, Drive-Ins, and AI. Only on the Food Network. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. That it has. That it has. Okay, here we go. So uh, I'm not going to talk about him much more because hopefully he'll get impeached or either that or it's the end of Biden's administration and this guy will be gone. We're talking about Mr. Mayorkas, the director for the Department of Homeland Security, which seems to do the opposite that's securing our country. He does everything else but, and then he lies about it constantly. Mm. He lies more than Biden. I don't understand. How could you go home at night? How do you face your kids and wife because they watch the hearings? You're a buffoon. And he still has a job. It's amazing. Now we have over 9 million illegals crossing the border, and he still gets up in front of congressmen at hearings and says the border is secure. Well, you're thinking this person has integrity, and they don't. It's amazing to me. So Mayorkas was again grilled because he is headed towards impeachment right now, which, you know, the Republicans, that's the other side of the coin. I don't have time to spend on that uh, because it irks me because these are the only people we have in there that might try to help us, but they really don't. But they play theater a lot and they're doing this with Mayorkas. This impeachment thing is three years too late. So anyway, whatever. The first time he said the border's secure and 500,000 of them came across in like a few weeks. That's when he should have been gone. Mm. But here, uh, Mallorca tells you what is the root cause for the high levels of illegal crossings. We have the effects of climate change, poverty, increasing level of authoritarianism. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, um, Aunt Rogelia comes out of her... Apparently, she's living in a hut in, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, Honduras, and comes oh. out and goes, Ay, mia, Dios mio, it's too hot. And then she comes and comes to the United States. That it's climate change. That's what's forcing. It's not that we give them twenty two hundred dollars the minute they cross the border. If they use the app, it's not that we give them twelve hundred dollars a month more than we've ever given any veteran. That's not enough motivation. No, it's not. That's not the free phone. It's not the bus or plane ride anywhere they want to go in the United States. It's not the hotel accommodations you get in L.A., San Diego, New no. York. I know some of them in New York are on the streets now because there's no more room at the beautiful Roosevelt Hotel. Jeez. But hey. It's got to be climate change. The very many challenges that are at the root cause of the displacement of people around the world. Yes, root cause. Displacement. It's not illegal migration or illegal immigrants. It's displacement. So I guess some aliens, as we spoke of earlier, are displacing them in their country, pushing them out, and then that forces them up towards the United States. Mm. 
What a joke. So Margaret Brennan is a puppet for the regime, grilled Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, on why they're impeaching Mayorkas now. These are very, very real and immediate issues. It is a crisis. So don't you need the help of the Homeland Security Secretary? What? Okay, she's another one that you would... How do you how do you go to dinner at night with other people? I don't. How do you face anybody after such an egregious lie like that? What do you mean we need Mayorkas? He's been saying for three years, oh, the border's secure. There's nobody coming over here while somebody's behind him about to, you know, jump over his head to get in the United States. And I love that the uh, speaker was like, not the speaker, um, Brandon. Jean Pierre. Oh, what's John. She was like, um, this is not an invasion. What are you guys talking about? This is just, just ebbs and flows. It's no big deal. Mayorkas himself, when asked, is this a crisis, will not say crisis. At least Brennan's saying crisis, but we go on. Instead of trying to impeach him. <laughs> We've been asking uh, Alexander, uh, Secretary Mayorkas since he took office to enforce the law, to do his job, and he's done exactly the opposite. He's but, testified un- untruthfully but, but why before Congress repeatedly. why focus the congressional resources on going ahead with an impeachment when they could be dealing with the actual issues here on the ground. Because he's not doing anything. That's why you fire somebody, because they don't do their job. What right? is he? She's like, why don't you do his job then? He's like, no, people- get rid of the guy and find somebody that can do it. Not only are these people in the pocket of one party, they're, they're, do they really think we're that stupid? They must. They must, right? They think they're so elite that they actually think we're dumb as hell. There's no gray area in the middle. Well, they I hope. believe Secretary Mayorkas is an abject failure, but it's not because of incompetence. I believe he has done this intentionally. I think. The- yes, it is intentional. Of course, if you don't know that, you're crazy. It's intentional. It's a voting block. Nine million people is five uh-huh. Los Angeleses. Mm-hmm. It's ten Philadelphias. It's three New Yorks. It's intentional. It changes the demographics of this country. And they're hoping with all the largesse of all this money they're giving them, these people will vote Democrat to infinity, putting them in office in perpetuity. This is what all governments do eventually. They all get here. It's called communism, totalitarianism, and it's coming to a theater near you. These are intentional policy decisions that he's made, and I think there must be accountability for that. Secretary Mayorkas- the guy you need to negotiate with. Secretary Mayorkas is not a good faith negotiating partner. He is unwilling to enforce existing federal law. Why would we believe that he would do uh, any new provision? He's lied to Congress repeatedly. He's lied to me personally about under what? oath about what is this does this woman watch the news no she's on nbc is she nbc is one of the does she watch the news her own news does no, she probably cause, not because even they report on what the crisis at the border is what do you mean why Oh my God! It's just uh, why it's. uh. He stood in front of my committee on multiple occasions and insisted that the border is closed and secure when everyone in America knows it's not true. Everyone, even Featherbrain Fetterman, the guy who had a stroke, couldn't put a sentence together a few months ago, is beginning to sound like a Republican. He said this on Saturday. And allies admit there's a crisis at the border, and uh, I don't know how anybody could pretend that there isn't. That's John Fetterman. I'm I'm starting to like him. I don't know. Maybe I need therapy. When he starts making sense you know something's up he's made sense like seven times in a row now his wife must be Pissed. Because oh. she's a hardcore commie. She's going to file soon. What are you doing, honey? You're going out there talking like a Republican. What are you doing? Don't you know where we came from? I mean, it, here's the thing. is, if, if a lot of these folks that have these jobs were honest, 
Mm-hmm. We wouldn't we wouldn't come after him like this. He'd be like, "Hey, we thought this would work. It's stupid. We messed up. We're doing everything we can to fix it." Okay, I can let that go. But when we're looking at the footage, and I could see people just running over the border, nobody's looking at him. Did you see the video of the uh, the coyote that was shuffling the people over in the news camera scene? And he shrugs and then goes back to what he was doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right in front of Mike Johnson when he was speaking at the border. And how could you? We're all looking at that. We're all watching the same TV. It's not like it's secret. And then he comes out. He's like, "No, it's secure." Like, dude, you're lying right to us. We all know it. Now we really don't like you. Now, he's going down there today. Here's Ted Cruz nine months ago talking to me, York. It's just so Margaret Brennan, if you're listening, you can listen to this. He is a liar. Okay, you're, you're filibustering again. Let me ask you this question. How many migrants have died under President Biden? Senator, your, your phrasing of the question is actually quite misleading. How many migrants died in 2022? Um, uh, at our uh, approaching our southern border. Yes. Precisely why we are seeking to exclude so you're, this. Can, do you know the answer? Do you know how many died? I do not. You do not. Of course you don't. I know how many died. 853. Ooh. That is 853. And by the way, here are the numbers that have died every year. You go back to 1998. You see it's consistently between 300 and 400, 300 400, 300 400. Suddenly 2021. What happens? You get in office, and that red line are dead bodies. I've been on the Rio Grande, and I've seen dead bodies floating there who've drowned because of your refusal to do your job. You don't even know how many have died. And Margaret Brennan, so why would you, he's, what did he do wrong? He seems like a bald-headed nice guy. What, what, what are you talking about? Then Ted Cruz goes to the Wall Street Journal. Let me read from the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal two weeks ago ran an article entitled, It's Like a Graveyard, Record Numbers of Migrants Are Dying at the Border. The story begins with this chilling line, quote, Eagle Pass, Texas. Local officials keep a refrigerated truck to hold the bodies of migrants who drown in the currents of the Rio Grande while trying to cross the border into the U.S. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Margaret? Hey, Brennan. Brennan face. Hi, you've reached Margaret. I can't get on the phone right now. (laughs) My brain's not here right now. Please leave an angry, profane message. Now, all the talk about um, taking Trump off ballots because of uh, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, and, you know, he was involved in insurrection. How about this? Did you know that Article 4 of the United States Constitution requires the government to defend and protect its borders? If our government does not uphold this, the Constitution authorizes its free citizens to defend and protect themselves their state in place of a treasonous government. By Ah. the way, that's what Governor Abbott's doing in Texas. But our our government, federal government, is suing the governor of Texas for doing exactly what the Constitution says he should do. Wow. The government is suing a state for doing what the Constitution said they should do. Is is that like... Is the government eating its own tail? Does it just disappear? What happens no. when you do that? It tells you they this is intentional. They want the border open. So why aren't all these people being arrested for treason? Why isn't the president being arrested for treason? That's what well, I'm saying. The when these pr- laws contradict each other, which one we could take do Bi- you go with? According to the Constitution, we should take Biden off every ballot in the United States. Section 3, Article 3, Section 3 of the Constitution, it declares that the government will give comfort and aid to a hostile foreign invasion when the border 
borders are not protected. And now my friend is called treason. Mm. Treason. It's written in the Constitution. Well, you can see it for yourself. Why can't we have somebody sue and do something about it then? What's... I mean, it's so clearly black and white. Like, why haven't... Because what I keep telling you, that's why I'm not a Republican any longer. They're all full of it. All of them. One side is evil. The other side is greedy and lazy. And ineffectual. Yeah. That's what we're dealing, dealing with right now. And if we don't get a hold of this soon, it's going to be over. Uh, Illinois has a ban on assault weapons, you know, because <laughs> the guns that you can't take with you to the battlefield for real because you'll be dead in two seconds, those apparently are military-style weapons. So uh, Chicago, uh, Illinois decided to ban them. 102 counties in Illinois, 98% of those people who need to register their assault weapons have not. Which is funny because Chicago has one of the highest crime rates in the entire country. And the sheriff's officers there say, we're not enforcing it. It's unconstitutional. So, Governor Pritzker. You'd think people in Chicago are the ones that need it to defend themselves from all the crime. I don't know. All right. Moving right along. Swearing is becoming more widely accepted. Where's that lady that, remember that lady that complained at me, wrote me a scathing email? Oh, no, she's, well, she's the same lady. Every so often, she'll, her head will pop back up. She says she doesn't listen, but I know you still listen, Trudy. Hi. Um, She'll pop on our Facebook and go, I stopped listening to Rick Stacy after he started using profanity. But yet, I can't. here you are on our Facebook page, religiously, day after day. She was really upset because one day I said, I wish I could use profanity because it's so much more expressive than the words like, golly, gosh, jeekers, oh, golly. Well, you'll say like jeekers. crap or ass or th- some things like enough. that, but it's not, it's it doesn't not. give you the oomph. She probably, I don't know, I don't know. What she was just a gas. Oh, she was so appalled. She was clutching her pearls, mm-hmm. she grabbed her Bible and ran down the street naked. No, she was really, really upset. Oh, yeah, no, she, she was She a still listens, bad. though. Yeah. I know she does. Nearly 40% of employers now admit in a new survey that just came out of 800 employers across the U.S. and hiring directors in HR departments admit they avoid hiring Gen Zers. Can you blame them? Gen Z are like, what can you offer me? The job that gives me freedom to go to the mall and do my <laughs> shopping. And yes, I'm exaggerating. Don't at me. Do they even go to the mall? Well, no, I think it's more they, they're like, well, I have things that I need to do on my time. How can your company and this job revolve around me and what I need to do? Oh. I'm like, I got stuff I got to do, too. It's called a job. Yeah, here's the part, dear, where you look for the job that accommodates your lifestyle, if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, don't you don't go to the job and say, here's what you're going to do for me. Yeah, they expect every job to be that way. And it's like, I get you want that, but you have to go for that. Don't just walk into Burger King and be like, well, I only work this day and it's only for two hours, so hire me. 40% of Gen Zers admitted, or 40% admitted that avoiding hiring recent college grads. That's of HR departments. One in, get this, one in five said they've had a recent college grad bring a parent to the interview. Holy cow, are you serious? This is my mom. That's the whole reason I got a cell phone, because when I was applying for jobs as a teenager, I didn't want my mother to answer the phone. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm looking for Anthony. Oh, this is his mother. Hang on. Instant no, no. Throws his resume oh. away. Like, you, no. Ready for this? Yeah. 21% said they had a candidate for a job who refused to stop recording on their phone the interview. Oh, they wanted to record it? I, 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 don't, I don't incite no. violence, but at the same time? 
I'm not on film. Get out. You're not even hired and you've already been fired. Get out. There's a lot of orifices where that phone fits. Well, so you're you're talking about a lot of people that these are the people that flip out the second they wake up at the slightest little thing. So for them, that's probably the very little protection that they feel they have in their own safe space is I'm going to video it and use it against you in a court of law. You're fired. 38% avoid hiring recent college grads in favor of older workers that perhaps are near retirement or have retired and want to come back. Also, uh, almost 50% have had to fire a recent college grad within three months. 63% said recent college grads they've hired can't handle the workload. Well, you have- I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. And the sooner you realize that, the better off you are. But remember the girl that just graduated college? And when she was in college, remember oh, we were God. going through a pandemic. So she was used to doing everything at home. Then she had to actually was commute called? to work. Do you remember? Nine to five. She goes home and has a complete mental mm-hmm. breakdown at the fact that she had to work eight hours. And oh. she had to commute oh. and get there. I was supposed to get there. Oh. I believe the snowflakes are our future. Protect them well from stuff that'll ruin their day. Which incidentally is most everything they find To give them that peace of mind To make it easier The snowflakes' feelings matter And they're triggered now so easily Stacy Morning Show on Instagram at the Rick Stacy Morning Show. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. You were just talking about Gen Z a second ago? Yep. These are culturally significant things that Gen Z has no idea about. Ooh. Why are we picking on Gen Z today? Because it's fun! And it's fun. You can pick on millennials and Gen Xers, it's fine. Gen Xers will whoop your ass, though. Been through a lot of stuff. Uh... This, this is nothing. What, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. You've been through a lot of stuff. What have you been through? Because we New didn't kids have, on the block? No, we didn't have real car seats. We never wore seat belts. Our parents smoked while they were pregnant with us. That's everybody, isn't it? We didn't have cell phones. You were told to leave the house and don't come back wait, till dinner time. Millennials didn't have cell phones? When, wait, what, Gen Xers, cell- honey. Oh, Gen what? Xers, I meant. That's what I meant. What, yeah. uh, what uh, Gen Xers was the 90s, though, no? No, when we were born in, I was born in '76. I'm a Gen Xer. Yeah, cell phones didn't come okay, out. Okay, so so you were I didn't 18. Have a, when, I didn't have a cell phone until I was in my 20s. So I was in college. What year was that? Uh, n- yeah, like early 90s. But the cell phones were out in '81, so you didn't, didn't have a cell yeah, phone all not, that time. Not for yes, everybody. my mom gave me a cell phone like Zach Morris had in Saved by the Bell when I was five in '81. No, no sure. you don't there need. You when, go. Maybe when you're 12 or 13. Dude, I remember the first cell phone we got as a family, but it was like it looked like this big battery charger yeah, thing, that's and what you it had is. To, and then you had to like crank it and crank it. Yeah, it had yeah, like it this battery for like a 10 minute call. I didn't have that. Yeah, I it was like one- a cranky thing. Like you had to, you can't see me. I'm doing like the. This one had a battery. You put a battery on the bottom, and it was a case, and you wrapped it around your shoulder, and it went. You had one of those big bag phones in your car. You had to be real important. Oh, I had one in the car. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Like cell phones for people. People weren't out. And and the thing is, if you made a mistake and left it on auto answer, yeah, somebody it would just ring, and if you had your top down or your windows open, and it would ring and automatically answer, and you'd be in there, yeah. f so and so, and you oh know what, God. screw it, and then it's the person. You're on speakerphone. You're on speakerphone. <laughs> All right, let me get back on topic real fast. These are things that Gen Z doesn't didn't really know about because it was 
over their head. Mm-hmm. Um, my 21-year-old co-worker tried to tell me, did you know Netflix used to mail people physical DVDs? Yes, I was one of those people. The idea that block, of Blockbuster on a Friday night and you had to rewind your tapes on Sunday before you returned them? $2. Oh, dude, they only had four copies of the latest thing, and if you didn't get there fast yep. enough, you're like, all right, somebody, we're not going to watch this for a month. Do you, do you remember when it was a major release of Blockbuster? A major release. I'm talking like the big ones like Batman, and you'd walk people over there at the wall in. with six rows and yes, all gone? all gone. And you get those people that keep them past the thing and just pay and you couldn't get it back because nobody would return them so you couldn't watch it until somebody else returned it. I remember talking to the guy at the checkout too saying, are any of them due back today? Yeah, I got some due back at 5 o'clock, some due at 6 o'clock. So you'd like kind of hang around and wait for one to be returned. Um, dropping somebody off at the airport gate and standing by the window until the plane pulled away. The longer you stayed, the sadder the goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Someone said it's been really wild trying to explain Y2K and the hysteria that surrounded it to anyone that's in Gen Z. That's true. Yeah, that, that was is a- that is like COVID all over again. Uh, this one says I'm a younger millennial, and while talking about music from 2010, I had to explain to a bunch of Gen Zers what VH1 was because they've never heard of it. <gasps> oh, is that still on the air? No, I don't know. Uh, how we used to enjoy phone calls so much, we would buy ringtones for the specific calls for the mm-hmm. specific person. We used to purchase ringtones. I remember that. Uh, how there'd be a busy signal when dialing a phone number. Uh, like if you called a radio station to win a contest, you'd get a busy signal, which you still do. But I used to I still get one once in a while. This one yeah, woman said her answer. kids have never heard a busy signal before in their life. Why? Or how about before you had cell phones, when I was in high school and somebody wanted to call you, like if a boy wanted to call you, they called you, mom answers... And she'd be like, hi, oh, yeah, hold on, chill, phone. And you'd answer from upstairs, I got it, hang up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever, if you and like. And still be listening. And mom would stay on there just to see that it wasn't some creep dating you. You're doing what? Mom. <laughs> just think about this, though. Uh, let's say you're eight years old now. Uh, you probably lived most of your life behind a mask. That's probably true. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I went to get my CW, uh, my concealed weapons permit renewed. Yeah. Went to an office downtown, uh-huh. past downtown by the uh, attractions. I go in there. First of all, very weird. I felt very weird in there. Really? Why? I go in there. Everyone was wearing a black mask. Why? Everybody. That's what I said in my like first- a face mask, like the, yeah, the blue one. Like, like black? COVID's raging and 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 over their nose, properly wearing it. Not those people who wear it under their nose yeah. and think they're so. Well, you're going to get a government certificate regarding your firearm. I wouldn't want to show my identity either. So anyway, I go in there. Yeah, right. I won't go in there. Everybody I saw, it was just the first thing out of my mouth. I go, what's going on? Is there something I should know? I, I was actually for a second going freaked out. Like somebody in here have like TB or something. Right. What's going on? Oh no, we all and then she was uh, snippy, you know. Oh no, we all made a decision together to wear masks all the time. I go forever. She goes, yes, as long as we work here. I go, what? Whoa. I didn't say anything else. It's obviously it's a collective mental illness. Well, I, I say hope both they're of listening you, right now. I hope this is the last time you listen. That's okay with me. I sent both of you a photograph. I went fishing at the beach, right, with my husband and my son. And there's a lady I saw about that. twenty yards down the beach, and I look, and she's by herself outside fishing with a mask on. I'm like, who are you protecting yourself from? There's nobody here. You're outside by yourself. There's some people that are traumatized for life. And I'm kidding. I'm not kidding when I say that. And and collectively too. You know, because you go to certain parts of town and there's certain businesses and stuff where everybody's wearing a mask Mm -hmm. and there's no real reason for it. It's just, they're all nuts and they decide to be nuts together. It's insanity. Then again, the stores, not to get off of the mask thing, but this weekend I was in the stores. They're everywhere. You see people with the mask under their nose, almost not even covering their mouth. What are you wearing it for? No, I saw two and three layer masks. I mean, if you're going to be an idiot, at least do it the right way. 
Yeah, I just, you know, I wonder with the, with the percentage of people that like, I chipped a tooth and I don't want anybody to see. No. I accidentally shaved off my mustache and my lip is really white because I have the rest of my face is tan. <laughs> That's a possibility. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, maybe you have a big cold sore. So the countdown to the Super Bowl has begun after the games this weekend. We have the final 14 for the NFL. The playoffs are going to start this weekend. Here's the teams. Uh, Baltimore, Buffalo, Kansas City, Houston, Cleveland, Miami, Pittsburgh, San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, Detroit Lions, Tampa Bay Bucks. Good for them. Philadelphia, L.A., and Green Bay. Jacksonville missed it by this much yesterday. They lost to Tennessee. I know. Um, The playoffs will start on Saturday. Games begin around four o'clock. Sunday has a couple games, and then Monday has an eight fifteen. So let's say it's the Buffalo Bills and the Lions. Nobody's going to watch. Well, you got Buff. Oh, you mean in the the Super Bowl? Yeah. Well, you got to be AFC and NFC. But so Sunday, the Buffalo Bills are playing the Steelers. And then um, also the Cowboys playing the Packers. That was a Packers game was pretty good yesterday. And then the Rams against the Lions. But we'll see. I don't know. Tampa could go. That would be kind of fun to have. People would watch Kansas City and Tampa. People would watch Eagles and. But yeah, he's right. If the matchup isn't right, they. Yeah, if it's Houston, if it's Houston and L.A., nobody's gonna watch. No, let me tell you. It's gotta be believable enough for everybody to get behind the whole thing and have a good sponsorship, and then you do it. Now let me tell you this though. Aaron Rodgers uh, was on the Pat McAfee show before he said all the stuff about Jimmy Kimmel and he was talking about the Super Bowl logo and he pointed out that the logo comes out before the actual Super Bowl before you know who the Super Bowl is going to be right and he pointed out that the colors are in the logo and then they just happen to be of the teams that are in the Super Bowl before the teams are determined that's Aaron Rodgers was pointing this out I'm telling you it's rigged this year the Super Bowl logo already came out and the logo for the Super Bowl this year is purple and red so the teams that you have that are purple are Ravens um, and the Vikings but they didn't make it into the playoffs so one of the speculations is that the Ravens are going to be going and then red could be it could be San Francisco Hmm. um, it could be Tampa Bay so you we'll really see. think that? I I mean I don't buy it. I totally one. buy it. No, it's millions of dollars at stake. Yeah, man. I don't think all so. you got to do is look at look at NCAA. The logo has look palm trees in it. Perfect so. record. They but have, why didn't they get to go? Because Alabama rake in more cash. That's how you decide who goes to the next thing. It's in it's Vegas, Vegas this year. Yeah. The one you're looking at is probably from last year. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, who's plays for the Jets, he's in the NFL, and they're all like, what are you doing, dude? But yeah, he was, he pointed it out. The last two, the last two uh, logos were the colors of the teams that happened to be in the Super Bowl prior to knowing who was going to be in it. So the theories this time is going to, the saying that it's going to be San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. Let's see if it's true. Let's just put it out there and we'll see if it's true. You guys ever see that video of the mob guy who talks about how it's all rigged? No. Yeah, a lot of sports players get used to that lifestyle when you first get all the money, and they just burn through it, and they end up getting, like, loan sharks to cover them. And then in order to get that, you know, pay off your loan to the family, hmm. I need you to drop the pass, all right? That's all I'm asking you to do. I'm not asking you to cheat. I'm not asking you to disrespect your teammates. Just don't catch. <laughs> um. So speaking of oh, Aaron Rodgers and ESPN, 
Aaron Rodgers, we know last week he was on the Pat McAfee show and he made that little quip about Jimmy Kimmel being on Epstein's list. He said, you know, there's one person that we know doesn't want the list to come out and that's Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers have had this little beef because Jimmy Kimmel wanted to make fun of him for not taking the vaccine. And remember, Jimmy Kimmel got up there and was like, anyone that doesn't take the vaccine should be arrested. And remember, he was all weird about He's all that. such an he, ass. He He's is an ass. a corporate kiss butt, man. Yeah, of course. So he already doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers could give to you know what. So he said that about Jimmy Kimmel. So then now ESPN, I mean, if I were Aaron Rodgers, I'd be like, stop apologizing for me. But ESPN on Friday apologized Ugh. for Aaron Rodgers making that statement about Jimmy Kimmel. Is there any sports guys that actually watch ESPN anymore? Because they are definitely the puss sports network. Well, I mean, so it, it's, it's just constant. The network is, and then you have all these ex-athletes that are coming out with these podcasts like Pat McAfee that actually say what they mean. So Pat McAfee, I guess, was talking about how there's an ESPN executive that has been trying to take down his show. If you're in any kind of broadcasting, podcasting, radio, television, sometimes there's a sabotage situation. It could be somebody from another station in the same city. It could be somebody from your own company that doesn't like you. Any of this sound familiar? Oh, um, yeah. And so Pat McAfee had this to say on his show. We're very appreciative, and we understand that more people are watching this show than ever before. We're very thankful for the ESPN folks being very hospitable. Now, there are some people actively trying to sabotage us from within ESPN. Funny. More specifically, I believe Norby Williamson is the guy Calls who Matt. is attempting to sabotage our program. Yeah, that, yeah. that happens to us. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, because people will listen to you and then go, I don't like what they're talking about. It's like, you're allowed to not like what I say, but when you think I shouldn't be allowed to say it just because you don't like it, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, and then they take action on it. Yep. Um, and last but not least, this is something that's kind of controversial. Do you ever get the churros at Costco? Oh my God! Not only the churros, they have a they used to have a Caesar salad doughy. You hot always thing. talk about the chicken oh Caesar salad wrap thing. God, it's amazing! If, 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 if you know what, it's almost worth dogs. being fat. It's almost like worth your pants tearing apart because it's just so good. It's almost like, have you ever seen the hot dog that's wrapped in the dough? Not a corn dog, oh, but it's yeah. a hot dog wrapped yeah, in like, like the, the, the pretzel. Yeah, like the, it's like that, but it's inside, like Rick said, it's chicken Caesar salad. And uh, other things that people love at Costco, the hot dog, the pizza. Oh, the pizza The pizza is actually really good. It's excellent. Yeah. And I've only had the hot dogs and the pizza. I have no idea about the, the rest of the menu here. Go try the chicken Caesar salad dough thing that Rick's talking about. I don't yeah, know they still called. have it. I don't know if they still have it. So that's the problem is they're starting to get rid of a couple of things and it's irritating people. They got rid of the churro because a lot of people- The churro was amazing. Not only that's this it. big. It's huge. It's this big. So they that's got, probably why they got rid of it. Too big. Yeah, they got rid of it, but they replaced it with, look, I'm not saying, I, I love a good chocolate chip cookie. They replaced but I feel it with like cookie? They replaced it with this chocolate chunk. It's a huge cookie, but at the same time, you can get a cookie anywhere. Yeah, what's, what's that? It's very hard to get a good churro. Yeah, they're probably not soft or chewy. It's probably just like brittle. Even the Spanish places you go to get a churro, they're this tiny. Yeah. They're very small. This churro, this thing's a subway train. Yeah, and the cookie, no, the cookie's <laughs> actually kind of chewy. It looks gooey and chewy, which is good. But yeah, they took it away. So when now when you look up at the menu and you'll see like I, when you uh, their pizza and the hot dog are over on one side, and then you'll see the junk food like the ice cream and the shakes, and it used to have the churro thing next to it. Now it's replaced by the cookie, and one cookie is two dollars and forty nine cents. 
Attention Costco shoppers, I'd like to make you aware of a few changes to our inventory. We will be discontinuing our churros and replacing them with a chocolate chunk cookie. Also, 10-gallon drums of mayonnaise will be replaced with chocolate chunk cookies. In aisle 7, our 12 packs of white tube socks will be discontinued and replaced with 12 packs of chocolate chunk cookies. In our automotive section, car batteries will be replaced with chocolate chunk cookies. And finally, our self-checkout lanes will be replaced with chocolate chunk cookies. Yes, our cash registers are now chocolate chunk cookies. Thank you for your patience and thank you for shopping at Costco. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. You know, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestad. Let's go to Brevard County. Is that uh, Grady or who's that? That's the other one. What's his name? Uh, uh, Brevard County's uh, Wayne Ivy. Wayne Ivy. Grady was on the news this weekend. You didn't get that. I don't know. I saw his face. I didn't hear what he said. Oh, uh, he was doing the. Uh, we did the story already this morning. We did. Yeah, but we I had no Grady Judd audio. I. They don't really post it on the news anymore because his press conferences are all like forty-five minutes. Well, yeah, they are. So I have to it's wait until long. the sheriff's office posts it to the Facebook so I can watch it for an hour and then get it. What we have here is, is failure, failure to communicate. To communicate. Palm Bay woman was arrested after cops said she stabbed her husband after he wanted a divorce. Well, that's one way to keep him around. Yeah, oh, you, you stabbed that, like, me. You must, you must like me. I'll stay around. Cops said they responded to Avon's Road in reference to a stabbing on Thursday night there in Brevard. According to the report, when cops arrived, they found a man across the street on his hands and knees. Witness told cops that their neighbor came, uh, came T.O.T., taught her house. I don't know what that means. After apparently being stabbed and collapsed at the front door, cops said the man had about four lacerations to his back. Nice lady. Nice lady. You're scared of me, are you? You're afraid. That's his wife, Tony Strickland, 45 years old. She grabbed a knife, she says, to defend herself. Right, from what? But claims she never stabbed him. Meanwhile, he's across the street, stabbed all over the place. Jeez. I'm not going to be ignored. Right? <laughs> Yikes, dude. I wonder why he wanted the divorce. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I don't know. What's a little stabbing between lovers? Uh, New Jersey cops in Burlington County are investigating after more than $100,000 in jewelry was stolen from the home. <gasps> the owner is blaming two people she hired to watch her pets. A the woman returned home from vacation to find 25 pieces of her jewelry missing. She feels violated knowing that someone went through her belongings. Someone she trusted. You wouldn't hire someone to care for your pets that you don't trust, right? And when you, when, you know, so to find that trust betrayed and to have a complete disrespect. Oh, uh, right. darling, please, honey, please, help me with my jewelry. I take umbrage with the way she speaks. Yeah, there's a little elitism going on here. To know that somebody in a position of trust, you know, basically uses it as an opportunity to gain a source of funds is horrifying and devastating. An opportunity, she has a rich accent. Uh, an opportunity to gain some funds. You go down in the hood, man, it's a whole different story. He came in my house and he took my, you know what? <laughs> what what is is what accent is that? It just Snob. sounds like a rich inflection. Yes, yeah, so to, to secure funds for their own accounts. Yeah, is, stick them up. Funds. I'm securing funds. <laughs> when you trust a person in your domicile, or in your case, my massive estate, estate, estate. You know when you, <laughs> when you send the note over to the teller, you say I'm acquiring funds. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
These are meaningful pieces that represent significant accomplishments and milestones in my life, but they've also stolen now my legacy, right? I can't leave that to my children or my grandchildren or anybody else. Uh, My legacy. Would you refer to your jewelry as pieces, as though it were an art gallery? Very fine pieces with great sentimental value, like the time my husband yelled out, Oh, Melanie. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. Don't get me wrong, nobody likes to have their stuff stolen, but at the same time... (laughs) It's not stuff stolen. Uh -uh. It's acquiring funds. What's wrong with you? What are you, some kind of dirtbag language? They've acquired my pieces through illicit means. (laughs) Much better, Bergdorf. A Connecticut teen has been charged with allegedly ramming a septic truck in, into a state police cruiser north Stonington Friday. This is Septic that you? truck? You mean a sanitation vehicle? <laughs> Troopers responded to a disturbance near 136 North. Why, why do they give the address? Why do they always do that? I don't because, know. You know. In case you want to go check it yeah, out. Yeah, they give us the opera, like uh, on crook. the highway. They give you the cross streets, the right. address. Why don't they just give us the person's phone number? We can call them, do our own newscast. They're hoping the other crooks return to the scene of the crime. Yeah, when the police arrived, the teen was driving a septic truck that he allegedly gained access to. He allegedly ran the truck into a trooper's car on purpose, so... Bernard! I hate Bernard! <laughs> At least it's not liquid. Ugh. Blech. Poe County, this is really, this is disturbing. Poe County Sheriff's Office said on Thursday that Tamisha... Knighton, 51, was arrested and faces several counts of felony animal animal cruelty. Deputy said the two cats, Luna and Pancake, I love that name, Pancake, so cute. were found choking, foaming in the mouth, and in obvious significant pain. The cats oh, no. died within hours <gasps> of each other. What? Then four hours later, a pregnant Chihuahua Daisy was found dead by her owner. What? Knighton's neighbor told Deputy she threatened to poison their pets if the animals came into her yard, which she did. I would blow her face off. This was the Grady Evil! Evil! Yeah, she's under arrest. Yeah, that was the Grady Judd story. I was trying to find that. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, God, that must have taken him an hour to tell that story. Seriously, what would you do if you found out your neighbor poisoned your cats and your dog? Wouldn't you go knock some of their teeth out? Yeah, probably. Do they have any cats or dogs? Probably. Do they have any cats or dogs? Who? The neighbors. No, hurting the animal isn't going to do anything. Oh, you just go over there and pummel them then. No, yeah, pummel them, not their animal. It's not the animal's fault. All right, this guy in the UK... There's a moat around the tigers and lions for a reason. There's a moat. And then there's a 17-foot brick ledge. Yeah. So there's a 17-foot fence. There's prongs on the top. Drop 17 feet into a moat that's 35 uh, feet wide. And then there's the lions. This guy's a little drunk. And decides he wants to be a real guest. This guy jumps over the fence... Dives into the moat head first, <gasps> oh, swims dude. over to the lions. He's 35 years old. This is the Nehru Zoo Park in Hyderabad. Don't you mean was 35 years old? Makesh Kumar then spotted the lions and decided to take the uh, plunge into the lions area and tried to stretch his arm out so they would come so he would pet them. Okay. And that was the last time anybody ever saw him? No. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
Phil, do not go in the bathroom. Yeah, will you put on some pants? Phil, there is a tiger in the bathroom. What's going on? <laughs> There's a jungle cat in the bathroom. Okay, okay. I'll, 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 check, I'll, I'll check it out. Don't go in, don't go in. Be careful, don't, don't. <laughs> oh, He's not kidding. There's a tiger in there. Yeah. Bitch, gigantic! Oh, I'm in so much pain right now. Gigantic! <laughs> so anyway, he stretched his arm out. The lions and tigers didn't care. They kind of walked the other way. I'm bored with you By now. that time, the zoo uh, officials came and pulled him out with a pole. Do you know how? Oh, but he worse? didn't get eaten. No, no he didn't get eaten. He was oh, very dude. lucky. That could have gone so much worse. I mean, I, oh gosh, that sounds bad. Like I was waiting for the culmination where the guy gets ate. But all right, so now. In most states, uh, they're having respiratory illness levels that are a little hot. Okay, this is what kills me. This is what kills me. They can't leave it alone. Every winter, there's this thing where, you know, people don't like to be outside, so they go inside because it's cold as hell out, and they're having a bunch of snowstorms and very little reporting on because that would, you know, contradict the global warming thing. Remember, there was never to be snow in New York ever again, but right now they're having a nor'easter and getting buried. So that aside, um, people spend more time inside, and guess what happens? Does anybody have a guess? Any doctors in the room? Um, they're depressed. Their, no. their immunity goes down because they're not exposed to the outside world, then they get sick more. That's a little part of it, but oh. m- most of it is because what? They're inside an enclosed area with they're other not people. Wiping very well. With other oh. people, and most people don't wash their hands. Germs. And Colds go up. They go up every winter. Mm-hmm. Now Always. Always. Now, the Center for Disease Control, you know, the ones who led us bravely through COVID, telling us we need to shoot ourselves 14 different times with boosters that don't do anything, and we need to put masks on that don't filter out COVID, and all that stuff they gave us advice and it saved our lives, are now saying there's something weird in the air. Yeah, it's called a cold, you yeah. morons. It's called a cold. And it always happens in January it- when after everybody... We're just together, you know, for holidays and the kids go back to school. That's usually when everybody gets sick. You're not very healthy because you haven't been exercising as much. You've been drinking a lot. You've been consuming a lot of food. You're touching a lot of stuff because you're just touchy like that. It always happens in January. The first couple of weeks, kids are always missing from school because they're always sick because they just traveled or we're around a bunch of people touching stuff. Kids are gross. Yeah, our, our friend down the hall said the same thing. He's like, dude, I did this. I did this. I did this. I was fine. He goes, I went to one party with one kid at it. Done for. Yep. Yeah, they're saying that uh, they can't find any COVID in the waterway surveillance system. So because you can ver- still get regular sick, you know, it doesn't always yeah. have to be COVID. They're acting like this is some kind of <laughs> weird thing. Like, what is this? What do I have? It's time for America's most popular endemic game show. What do you have? The show where contestants guess which sickness they currently suffer from. Bill, you're up first. Okay, I have a runny nose and a bad cough. I'm going to say COVID. Oh, I'm sorry. The correct answer is swine flu. That's swine flu. Jennifer, it's your turn. I have a fever and loss of appetite. I'm going with uh, RSV. Ooh, so close. It's West Nile virus. <laughs> I was going to say West Nile. James, you're next. What do you have? <laughs> okay. I just used my lifeline to talk to my doctor. We're going with Ebola. Sorry, the correct answer is the common cold. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot all about that one. That's all the time we have. 
Join us next flu season on What Do You Have? Yay! All contestants of What Do You Have will receive a lifetime supply of COVID tests and masks they'll never use. The Rick Stacy <laughs> Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with a world gone crazy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 